What do you get when you mix two friends, a podcast, and minimal focus or agenda? You get a premium blend of vivacious banter across copious realms of sport, pop culture, and other. Join us as we explore this week's topics. Who knows what we'll get into next? The answer is T E D. Welcome back to uh, TBD Nine of TBD Podcast, Episode Nine, to yeah. be named the Jedi's are here. <laughs> the the Jedi's. Jedi's are here. The Jedi, yeah. We're, well, we are the Jedi's of this topic. We are, which indeed. is kind of pretty much our whole uh, our whole thing is like being across a, the universe. A, in a gaggle. Way. Yeah, a gaggle of sport topics. A gaggle of goons gabbing about games. That'll, that'll work. That's amazing. Not quite TBD, but that'll work. That's okay. I'll take that. That's awesome. Uh, so, yeah, we're back. Uh, you can follow us at uh, the Real TBD Pod. We also have our own Facebook. We do. And the things we think that will live in infamy will go on YouTube, on our YouTube channel. As Indeed. Well. So, check out our, our, our Twitter bio Indeed. for those kind of connections. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we're here to talk about some BMW sports seasons, a little bit of nerddom, and oh, yeah. uh, oh we're, yeah, we're basically—it's been a couple of weeks actually, yeah, just the way the things panned out in our life. Mm-hmm. So we have a little bit of catch up to do. The All Star Game happened, the yep. World Cup final happened. Yep. Uh, Seahawks are about to enter training camp tomorrow. Oh yeah, then we're 15 days away. Tomorrow will be two weeks mm-hmm. until crazy uh, first preseason game. Crazy. So things are ramping up there on the NFL side of things, mm-hmm. and we have some Earl Thomas to talk about. We do. For sure, yeah. But uh, as it pertains to Mariners too, we, there's some good, good hot, hot takes there as well. We're excited to hear that from you. Well, you can join in. I am you excited. Like baseball. But yeah, I am hot right now. So yeah, we are all hot. Yeah. Uh, like you don't have air conditioning. I do in my room. Oh well, you shouldn't invite me to your room. Next <laughs> time <laughs> so I come over, and cuddle up. We do a little cuddle sesh. Watch Handmaid's Tale with Molly. I feel had, bad about yourself. Like, yeah, so guys I, aren't like that. I, <laughs> <laughs> we swear. No, I, I I have not watched any of that. Not I haven't mainly, either. Mainly, I heard it's a great show. Yeah, uh, so have I. I just, well, you heard it from girlfriend. No. And, okay. But, I don't know. I just, it, it does seem pretty heavy, which does, doesn't mean it's not worth watching. It's yeah, just, no. it's, It seems like I... There's only so much room for heaviness. There's one scene where it's like dystopian future, and there's like one scene where there's like a public execution in Fenway. Like, oh shit! So yeah, I didn't even know it's like some fallout shit. I don't know if it's all in Boston, but it was Fenway Park, and these girls are all being lined up to be hung. And it's like, and they like at the very last thing they don't do it. It's like they're trying to scare them into doing something because, like, I guess the premise of the show is like they're owned by men just for having babies. Right. And so, yeah, I don't know. It's crazy. Huh. Still seems like a very heavy show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nah. <laughs> I'm not oh, trying yeah. to get home from work and be like, oh, oh my God, I'm not going to do that. I had a rough day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> did I never not <laughs> compared to them. Uh, no, I, I didn't. I wasn't even aware that it was a dystopian future. I thought it was. Uh, I, I, it could be an alternate timeline, but I think it's in the future. Oh, well, if it was in Fenway. Uh, Okay, anyway. Yeah, there's that. Uh, I have a show that I want to talk about later. And that's James Cameron's science fi- story of science fiction, which is, uh, that's my dank. Oh, yeah. talk about that later. Oh, yeah, we got some dank to talk about. And 
I, in my opinion, the dankest news of the day, dank of the day, is Clone Wars is back. So I'm going to talk about a show Clone as well. Clone Wars is back. That's 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 a hot topic, mm-hmm. and and everyone's really stoked about that. Um, and and we'll dive right into it when we get there. So right now, let's just catch up on everything that's Seattle sports right now. Well, I, I also want to touch a little bit on the Lakers. Yeah, okay, we can talk about Lakers. I'm always happy to talk about that with you. Yeah, and uh, but Seattle sports, let's do a catch up. Okay. So let's go with um, let's go with Mariners. All right. Let's go with the Mariners. Let's do it. The pitch. So the Mariners are still in contention for wild card. Mm-hmm. Um, look at the standings though right now. Houston is at five games ahead. Yeah, five mm-hmm. games ahead. Boston, seventy-one and thirty-two. Crazy. So they're not in the wild card contention. They're in the playoffs. Oh yeah. They could pretty much play their AAA. Yeah. For the rest of the season. Mm-hmm. Uh, Yankees, 64 and 35. Yep. So that Keeping is... pace, but that, slowly but surely well, kind of fall back. that's our matchup. You yeah, can say that, that's it right now. If we're going to, if we're going to make it, if we're going to make it out of our division as being number two, mm-hmm. um, that's assuming, I mean, I don't, I don't see Houston slowing down. I no. really don't. Um, Mariners, and I have a point to make about the Mariners. They're not going to pass Houston. Mm-hmm. Um, here's my... The point I want to make, and it's it's been brought up on local sports talk, sports talk radio, our run differential, mm-hmm. the Mariners. What do you need to know about run differential? Where I'm coming from? Because I I'm taking that it well, runs four. Aaron, as a person who knows everything about stats, I know that run differential is the amount of runs that we have scored versus the amount of runs that we did not score on point. On, yes, <laughs> as a person who has done his research. Yeah, so so we have scored one more run than all of our opponents have scored against us. Right. Okay. So if it was one giant game, we'd be winning. We, by one, we by one really run. worried though. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So our our record is sixty forty. Okay. Right. So let, let's stay in the American League here, just for comparison. But so our ranking for run, run differential in all of Major League Baseball, National League and American League, and this has been brought up in in our local sports talk radio because i think it's a glaring stat to me and i'm about to make your balls drop okay so plus one at 60 40 okay we rank 17th in major league baseball okay where do you think and let's just get in our division okay i think uh houston lines up you know aaron just ready to have my balls dropped lay it on me okay 188 Wow, that's amazing. Yeah, they ranked first in Major League Baseball. Okay. They've scored 188 more runs. What that tells me is that they're a wildly inconsistent team. They're only five games ahead. So that means that they're winning by large margins and, yeah. then, bear- and then losing nail biters. Yeah. So that's true. That's where it can be a objective stat, right? What's the context? Where, like, let's, look, let's look at it. So let, where, where do you think Boston ranks? Second, and Boston's seventy-one and thirty-two. Second, they're almost forty games, twice as good as the Mariners in terms of their record. Yeah, they're second. They're ten games ahead of one sixty-nine. How are they twice as good as the Mariners? Mariners have sixty wins, they have seventy. I'm talking about the differential of their win-loss. 
Oh, 71 okay. and 32, almost 40 games difference. Okay. Versus 60-40, which is 20. Yeah, like right? we There's... compare like average height of players and say that they're twice as good, too. I mean, this is a... Yeah, but I mean, the the Red Sox record is phenomenal. 70 wins is not twice as good as 60 wins. You're wrong. I'm, I'm, it's a differential conversation. What the hell is a differential conversation? You're is it like a differential right equation? Sure. Okay. If you want to fuck this conversation up. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, no, everyone. No, I'm just, I'm just saying. I mean, baseball has a innumerable amount of stats, it feels like. like oh, yeah, they, totally. They can fart weird. A pitcher yeah. can. And there's a fucking... We were talking about... You know, we're leading ice. the league in that. Yeah. <laughs> a bunch of farts. <laughs> Mitch Hanniger. Gassy <laughs> as fuck in right field. Uh, no, but so, so the Mariners are 60-40. 17th in Major League Baseball with a one... Plus one run differential. Boston Red Sox are seventy-one and thirty-two. That record is, you know, it's good. Again, objective. The Yankees are third on that list for run differential. Yeah, run differential. Yankee Stadium is a hitter-friendly park for sure. Fine. Yankees are one twenty-nine. Mm-hmm. So, I think I know that. I think I know where you're getting at. I think I know what you're getting at. The Mariners win drag out punch out games they win games and what's what their first half mo is yeah so basically if you're a yankees fan you're going into a one game playoff with the mariners you better have a hot start because you don't want to see this go into the sixth or seventh Mm -hmm. inning with a one run two run difference you don't want your reliever coming in trying to shut down the mariners Mm -hmm. yeah yankees to just pick up uh former all-star Baltimore close yes and so that'll be interesting to see where he fits in next to Chapman well maybe they do something similar to the Mariners Alex Colomay right all he was an all-star closer Mm -hmm. the Tampa Bay Rays that was their guy he is now our setup guy for Diaz Mm -hmm. that's really cool so and and I love that we talked about that before I love that they brought him in seems to be the way that people are going now is like well, the Yankees had it last year, and now they're going to try to do it again, which is the you know the one to get us the seventh inning with a one run lead, and we'll take you home. Yeah, and it's it's smart baseball. No, it's great. Right? Yeah, if you can have a good bullpen, which has always been New York's, I would say, weakness when they've always been so strong in starting pitching, closing with Rivera, and then offense. The 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 bullpen was always the weakest part from my memory, and so it's cool to have this different take on the team uh, as it's currently constituted. I think that's the nature of baseball right now. Uh, It's a pitcher's game. Yep. Um, They're trying to figure out how to make it more offensive Mm -hmm. in terms of speeding up the play in between pitches and stuff. But um, no, I, 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 this 188 versus one. That's amazing. That's amazing. (laughs) Like I would not want to see, I would not want to see them in a one-game playoff as a Yankees fan. Well, that 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 was, that's where it's heading. Well, but, that, that, I'm talking about Houston at 188, 129, still 120. No, I'm saying I don't want to see Seattle for Yankees. Yeah, no, I mean, it, but I just what that what that bl- is glaring to me is that we need bats, and we're at the trade deadline here this week. Yep. Right. So this is Tuesday, the mm-hmm. what is it, 25th, 26th, yep. 25th, 25th. Today is the 20. 20- Fourth, actually. Day? Thrawn came out today. Oh, uh, yeah. Thrawn is out. For your readers. Yeah, 24th. So, yeah, we'll we'll have some big news probably, but, but definitely before we record next. But I really want to see, like, one another starting pitcher because I don't feel 
Felix is three or four now mm-hmm. with what Wade did this weekend. Yeah. Um, with 10 strikeouts, throwing he, an 85 mile an hour fastball. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. that's nuts. But we definitely need some bats. And that's, that's, that's our problem. Um, is we need that different, that differential, differential conversation mm-hmm. is glaring to me. And it might be, you know, objective. It mm-hmm. might, it, it, what, what's the context? Tell me about certain games. And yes, there's maybe one, one to nothing wins, two to one wins. But that's, that's not going to fly. In the, in the long I don't know, man. Like, so you have a six hundred. You, you have a, yeah, that's what I'm saying. You have a six hundred winning percentage. You get to the playoffs. I'm not saying don't get more offense. And one of the things I love most about baseball is that the trade deadline matters most in this league because you can just plug and play with players. It's not like basketball or football where you know read a playbook or have yeah, chemistry. The, the transition isn't as I need to be around. No, it's like we're gonna take a starting pitcher and this guy can be our number one pitcher tomorrow. Tomorrow. Yeah. Like maybe he'll have to go out to dinner with the catcher. Like, oh, where do you like the ball? Yeah. But <clears throat> and so yeah, like you know, Manny Machado on on uh, L.A. Mm-hmm. Like that's gonna be that's great. So, because uh, Seager's brother tore his ACL at the beginning of the year, and Machado's really? third base, yeah, oh, shit. almost. Did he win MVP last year? Or did he? He was close. I Corey Seager is his name. I cannot. Well, Corey Seager did not win MVP. <laughs> but... No, Kyle Seager is your Seager. Corey Seager. I know. Corey but he Seager, he, he was... won MVP. Is that who you're? Talking no, about? I'm saying he was Machado close. Is who you're talking about? Oh, no. You, no. Corey, Corey Seager really? is third baseman for the for LA. And I didn't. Really good. Ignant. I'm ignorant. I guess I'm just too much of a homer. <laughs> I was just didn't think about another seeker. Homer Simpson. Well, that's that's. I feel bad for him. Then I didn't know that happened to him. Hey, he's his younger brother. Uh, uh, Kirby Puckett moment. By <laughs> Who but, are you? And oh, I didn't know you played baseball. Let alone were really good MVP <laughs> in the. Yeah. Well, okay. I'm not positive about the MVP thing, but I remember him being like, considered for MVP. If I'm not mistaken. And I was wrong. He, oh wait, okay, no, he's a shortstop. Machado's third. Anyway, it's still he's a great he, Machado's a great player. Dodgers are one game up from uh, the Diamondbacks. Wow, that's a tight division. Mm-hmm. It's tight, tight. No, our but talking about tight division. Let's just jump right into our division. Right. right let's let's close up baseball with uh, the Athletics. Are winning pretty much every game they need to win, um, and more, and then some. Mm-hmm. All the games are grandmas or tend to. They're winning mm-hmm. those games. Mm-hmm. Um, that I, I think they're only like two or three games back. Yep, those two games. So we we can't really start. We can't look at first place and try to usurp that. Right. We need to fend off mm-hmm. the Oakland Athletics mm-hmm. if we even want to make that one game playoff. Yeah. yeah. Just to say we're in the playoffs, and even when we make that one game playoff, that's going to be an accomplishment for Mariners fans. It's still one game playoff. Yeah. Is that really the playoffs? It's the playoffs. It's the playoffs. It's 100% the playoffs. But. It's usually like the day after the last game of the season too. Yeah. It's like. No. Well that. That's. It's it's huge. If we're this close. We need to make some separation. Because if we're actually using that last week of the season. Rotation comes into play there. Who are you starting in rotation for a one game. Potential one game playoff. It doesn't matter. Everyone's available. I know everyone's physically available, but do you really want you really have to change up your rotation that week? If you say, let's just say you wanted James Paxton, yeah, right to play that game, start right. that game. Everyone's available in relief. 
for an inning or two, but to go five or six. And what if he was two days prior in rotation? Mm-hmm. You have to change up your rotation, which mm-hmm. shifts everything, and you have to think about that a week mm-hmm. prior. So, I don't know. We, I, we I get what you're saying. Se- we but need to make Yan- some separations so we can have some games to play. The Yankees were like week. far and away ahead uh, going into the playoffs last year for the wild card spot. And Severino was their starter. They put him up, and he blew it. After you know full rest, they pulled him in the second inning. So you never really know. That's baseball, man. That's what makes that game so exciting. Yeah, agreed. So I kind of want us, if we're going to make the playoffs, which this is kind of a stupid thing to say. If we're going to make the playoffs, I hope it's wild card. It's going to be the wild card game. But I think that's a good re-entry into that that side of, yeah. of baseball. Yeah. If we're going to get in the playoffs, it's going to be fun to be a, a one game with as, which is still the trade line, trade deadline ahead of us. Mm-hmm. Who, who knows what the Mariners and mm-hmm. the front office are going to do. So anyway, I'm excited, but I, I I just think that, you know, the Yankees at 129 plus run differential to our one, it that's and they're third and we're mm-hmm. 17th. I, I think that is glaring mm-hmm. and we need to see that improve. But that just does show some balls by our team. Yeah. We can we can stick it out. And our pitching is just solid. It's our bats. Yeah. Like I said. So baseball, baseball, baseball. I do have one fun thing. Uh, here's a fun stat. It's a fun thing for for baseball. We can close it out. <laughs> That's a fun. In the all last right. five games. All right, all right. In the last five games, Segura and Hanniger combined for 61 swings and only one miss. Nice, very Segura cool. Segura has a 20 plate appearance streak, highest in MLB without a miss. That's like awesome. A, a whiff rate. Yeah. If you're on the pitcher side of things, Hanniger 19 plate appearances. That's awesome. So we have two players that are in top. I don't know what. Could be top three, top two, but we if we know Segura is the first. Mm-hmm. But 61 swings and one miss. So we're trying to hit the ball, <laughs> and we're hitting it. We just got to put it into play, guys. Yeah. Put it into the baseball game. Yeah. So well, that was kind of fun to read. So there's baseball. Go Mariners. Hooray. You're going tomorrow? I am. See you there. <laughs> I, no. <laughs> I wasn't win. talking to you. Oh, talking to the other potentially forty thousand even on a weekday. We're pulling them in. The Giants, New York Giants, National League. I'm excited to see them. That'll yeah. be fun. They got some loud talkers in their fan base. Yeah, that freaking Warriors fans. So we get, can't stand them. And, and San Francisco 49er fans. Well, I feel like they relate more yeah. to Giants than any Oakland fan. I don't know. There's oh shit! There's an Oakland team. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> football and baseball. Yeah, team. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which is weird. <laughs> they have the exact same amount of teams as we do. Yeah, Oakland. Okay. For now. For now. But uh, I was trying to find an article on the remaining free agents, uh, but I couldn't find one. These are all really old. For baseball. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, baseball is such a weird, like, yeah, you can look into that, but one, we're not journalists, so I don't expect us to really know. First, We're not Woj. Yeah. But there's names that get pulled out of hats, like Hanniger a few years ago. Like, oh, mm-hmm. well, he's a nobody. He's part of the Segura trade. Mm-hmm. trade. Sure enough, he's the stat I just gave you. Right. <laughs> like he, right. He's an, as active and as mm-hmm. dominant as a player 
and he's just an outfielder. Right? Yeah. So, um, baseball just you can pull a name out of a hat, and it's not like the NBA, in my opinion, where this this is why this this trade deadline is so important because you might get somebody or get two players that you mm-hmm. don't really know, but they just need a different environment or pull someone up. Yeah, or pull somebody up, and that's what the Mariners don't have. Is that's what where we're at in this trade deadline is we have money but no prospects, right? Because we've been horrible at that mm-hmm. and traded them away. So, any hoots, I'm done with baseball, and we kind of mentioned some football in there, and I think this would be a good transition, especially with uh, the Richard Sherman on the on the 49ers. right? Yeah, we could talk about uh, one of his brothers. For the Not Mar- real brother, guys. Not the Mariners, but it's the odds. Right. He's across the 40, midfield, 45, he's on the run, wins, 40, pushes the man, 35, look at him go. He's down to 20, 15, he could go, he is going to go. Touchdown, Seahawks. Aaron, with, uh, you know, OTAs underway and uh, Russell Wilson tweeting away, um, the young guys are working out, uh, but with one notable omission, do you want to walk us into Earl Thomas? Today's topic? Jesus, yes. Earl Thomas. He's. So, we were talking about this a few episodes ago, and my, my opinion on holding to your contract, and I do get. That you know, the market changes. Mm-hmm. You know, Aaron Aaron Rodgers was upset with his contract a mm-hmm. year after he was the highest paid quarterback, mm-hmm. and now he wasn't because of Kirk Cousins, and mm-hmm. he was talking about that and wanted to change. I get the market changes, but the way Earl Thomas has gone about this ever since that Cowboys game, right? And that's where really the stems is that Cowboys game mm-hmm. going going to the locker room, yeah, talking to Garrett, mm-hmm. saying "Come get me," yeah, unprofessional. And unbecoming, mm-hmm. he's still a fucking Earl Thomas though, and I'm like on the team. <laughs> but he's pretty much saying same thing over and over again. I I want to go to the Cowboys. You pay me or let me go. I'm right. Not, I'm not coming to training camp. Uh, he's also mentioned going to Oakland mm-hmm. and not this and not staying in Seattle. Mm-hmm. He's apparently potentially selling his house mm-hmm. in Seattle. Crazy. He's definitely not showing up tomorrow for right. sources. Right. So this is just nasty. Mm-hmm. This is just a nasty predicament, and I'm not. Mm-hmm. I'm more concerned about the environment of the team and how our front office handles it mm-hmm. more than I am about the actual play on the field that might wh- whoever we field mm-hmm. in 15 days mm-hmm. versus 46 days. You mm-hmm. know. So what do you think about that? Trade him. Yeah. Yep. Two first round picks. Two first round picks. I bet you Dallas will do it. I highly doubt that. I don't know, man. They're not the most well-ran team. At least one first-round pick. I mean, I could say at least one. uh, Two, I mean, this is a league that covets draft draft picks. Or, you know what? Not so much play. I'll trade him straight up. Well, not straight up, but I'll trade him for Zach Martin and maybe some late-round picks. How late? And what's Zach Martin going to bring? He's one. He's a, he's an all pro offensive lineman. Okay. Move Britt back to where he was when he was drafted. Okay. And uh, and then let the and then let competition fill out the rest. 
Okay. No, I'm not being devil's advocate at all. I wanted your opinion on that. Yeah, no, I would do that. Um, we've put a lot of draft picks over the past couple of years into secondary. I say give the guys a chance. Like, invest in Russell Wilson's prime. Go for it. Do it. I. It would. It's going to be a. I don't want. The 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 three times in the season when I hear the Seahawks pop up in the national conversation, I don't want it to be about Earl Thomas complaining. Yeah, I don't want that at all. I'd rather have us be still holding out. I'd rather I'd rather follow, basically, like a Lakers of this year in these or last year in these Seahawks. Like young team, let's 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 try and make the playoffs. Like let's watch these players develop. Like I'd rather have that experience than like. We were this one big team. Now all I have to do is hear about, you know, you know, Richard Sherman talking shit about the Seahawks from San Francisco. Michael Bennett talking shit about the Seahawks. Actually, he was on the Breakfast Club and said nothing but great things about the Seahawks. And I'm really I think that Kudos to you, Bennett. Yeah, I think it does like it really annoys me, like the 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 narrative that people outside of Seattle have of what happened. Yeah. With this, I, how can you not look back on the last six years that we've had and not think this was an amazing run, successful? So many teams that are just at the top of you know perpetual playoff appearances, you know, high in the power rankings, never win a championship. We won one, and we beat one of the best offensive teams in history, and we crushed them. Yeah, and we and, went, and we did go to two Super Bowls. Yeah, yeah we, and, and we, we denied the Harbaugh San Francisco dynasty, and that was coming. Yeah, yeah. and they everybody, everybody thought it was going to be San Francisco's division. Yeah. It's Colin Kaepernick. He was a new guy. He replaced, and we came up and just took it, stepped to the on jaw. their neck, and won the Super Bowl. Like I can't. I'm. 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 There's a million. You know, uh, like Atlanta. Atlanta's been good for years. Mm-hmm. Like, are they going to win a Super Bowl? You don't know. Um, that's my. That's the example I can think of right now. But you get my point. I, I don't think. I don't think that Atlanta of course is going to win a Super Bowl after. No, I just get my point. Like, no, you get my. I get what your point. Like, the teams are always there. Like. I've never felt that way with Seattle. I feel like Seattle did a really good job building a team, and we rode it. We're not we're not like New England. That's like we had or or the Steelers, who like you know you have Ben Roethlisberger. You don't really need to build or the Giants for that matter. Like I, I'm a Giants fan, but like I never feel as attached or invested in that team because like we have Eli, and if Eli has a good year, we'll make the playoffs. We might even win the Super Bowl. Like yeah. that's it's <laughs> just like you don't really feel like you earned it. All you need is a Tyree. Yeah. No. Uh, yeah. Um, and it's an amazing game to watch. No, like, for sure. We just beat the Patriots. It's amazing. But like with the Under Seahawks, the I just felt like it was just like a foundation and then like a piece here and there. And then all of a sudden we won. Yeah. And and uh, I think he brought – and Pete brought in a uh, a mentality to try to bring in something new and it worked emphatically. And uh, so that all that is to say it was a good run. I don't think that, and I've said this in previous episodes, I don't think keeping old players around is becoming of the philosophy that got us to where we are. Yeah. I think Russell is still emphatically in his prime, bought into the Seahawks' vision, and you're and Magoo ain't beating him out. So, <laughs> and <laughs> What's so, his name, Alex Magoo? Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> you know, every time someone else, you know, establishes themselves as the backup, they pull a gun on their wife or get arrested. So, yeah. Um, I'm not worried about Russell. And so I don't feel like that's a hypocritical thing to have Russell be the dude build around the offense. Give it a try. Like it would be a fun season. Like well, if we Solari. have a fun eight and eight season, like, and it's like, you know, wow. Like 
look what happened to Chris Carson or mm-hmm. you know Shaquem Griffin is defensive rookie of the year Rashad Penny like what if it's just a really fun season and then you know and then you going going into 2019 like we go for Super Bowl again cuz Russell Wilson led the league in pocket touchdown passes last year in touchdown passes yeah excuse me uh, I, I i was trying to say two things at once he's a pocket passer he's he evolved ate, he ate more hot pockets than any quarterback yeah. he's done what you know the michael vicks and the cam newtons and the robert griffins cannot do and with all of the shortcomings that have gone with him and so we need to invest in that shortcomings yeah and so anyway point being trader Earl thomas like love the guy wish him well um, it was always my number one jersey I wanted to get. I just never did. Um, <laughs> I'm super glad I just I was gonna go with the 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 blue uh, Earl Thomas, but I decided to go with Wolf Gray Cam Chancellor instead. Yeah, yeah. and I'm pretty happy with that. So. Yeah, and it's like you know he wants his money. I get it. I don't begrudge the guy, but I don't see why we keep him. I really don't. Uh-huh. I really really don't. We're not. We're on. He's on the downswing. Why weigh us down with a huge contract? Let him go. Mm-hmm. Let him go. I don't, and we'll see you guys all when we when we retire. At least you, Cam, and Richard will retire your numbers, and you'll love us again because you're going into the final part of your career to go to a team. You're not going to win. You got a better better contract, except for Richard. I don't know what the hell he was doing, but uh, mm-hmm. to get that money, There's a lot of incentives in, in his like, as well. You guys but... are Seahawks, whether you like it or not. I don't care where you go. Mm-hmm. Like you guys are Seahawks for the rest of your life. Uh, Pete Carroll, well, Earl was a first round pick in. He's one of the greatest safeties of all time. But still, like, Pete Carroll built your guys' careers, and you guys can go and have monetary success with other teams. And we will honor you when the time comes. But for now, good luck. Good riddance. I wouldn't say good riddance, just good luck. Just I would say good riddance because this is what you're going to bring to the team if we keep you. If we hold to the philosophy of we... we I don't think that er, if Earl... I don't think if Earl has a contract dispute, it would affect his play. I just don't see uh, him. I would because I don't think he'll play. I, I don't see him as a, a guy that backs... I don't think he. I don't think he's a week three, I'll play now, I'm sorry. Cam Chancellor kind of thing. Mm-hmm. You know? Uh, Richard Sherman never got to that point, really. Right. Uh, Michael Bennett did, but Michael Bennett was took the high road he's like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm here for my brothers right well thomas is one of those brothers that is clearly vocally saying he will not have anything to do with the seahawks until we do what he says mm-hmm. and that is kind of shitty and it's a bittersweet way to go mm-hmm. if that's how you want to do it shit i mean it is the last year of his four-year contract mm-hmm. so yeah you might, but the way you're coming at at mm-hmm. it like you were is you were dropping the seeds before the season was over mm-hmm. about this whole thing you were talking about the off season after a game mm-hmm. and i think that's very unprofessional it's kind of it's shitty um it's you're not going to get off the right foot with the organization if they want to work with you mm-hmm. you know to get you a new contract because mm-hmm. you know it's not abnormal for a four-year contract to renegotiate in third year that's not abnormal whatsoever mm-hmm. and i'm sure that would have happened but the way you're he's approaching the subject is putting uh, back in the Seahawks in a corner, mm-hmm. and the Seahawks do not want to be in a corner mm-hmm. with with the culture that they want to give. Like, night Would you say they out. want to be in a safety? I don't get it. Corner, safety, football position. Ah, uh, they want to put their. And 
also the they're corner, also safe. So there's okay, I get yeah. it. Okay, multiple layers. <laughs> that was better than I thought it was. I'm yeah, sorry. Andy. That was pretty good. <laughs> corner back, back in the corner. Okay. Yeah. Uh, no, that was good, Ian. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't know. I, I'm not really happy with the way he's approaching it, and it makes it bittersweet if this is how it's going to end. And mm. I do agree with you that we might we're going to see you know Area 29, you know, on the Ring of Honor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course. He's, he's the, what he's doing to the what he's done for that position and this league and this team is pretty much most of it never seen mm-hmm. before ever. Mm-hmm. The way he hits at his size, we all know this. Mm-hmm. It's insane. Pretty much like truncated Gronkowski's career. <laughs> oh my god. Punctured lung. Yeah, Love that. that was amazing. That's the hardest hit I've ever had in my life. So he said. Yeah, he's never been hit so hard in his life. <laughs> like that week. Yeah, and I love Gronk because he was like he's a great know, player, still missing games, and be like, that was the hardest I've ever been hit. Yeah, punctured my lung. Yeah, <laughs> like, like damn. Yeah, it's like a torpedo. Yeah, bro. <laughs> yeah. I'd love to hang out with Gronk. But anyway, so yeah, times are changing, and it's gonna be uh, two weeks away. Just seeing these players on the field. And I and I kind of I kind of like your your trade suggestion with adding to the line with Mike Solari, yeah, uh, as a coach, new coach, mm-hmm. and then Shoddy, mm-hmm. who's going to run the ball, and we are going to have a competition at that position, like a hard nosed competition. No one has any. Chris Carson has four, five games. Yeah, I think five games. I think it was the sixth game that he broke his ankle. I think. Could have been the fifth game. Mm-hmm. That's all he's got on his resume. Rashad Penny has none of that. Yep. But they both have hard-working mentalities, and the rest of the team saying, like, damn, these are hard work. I've only heard great things about Rashad Penny in the voluntary OTAs and, and rookie mm-hmm. minicamp and that kind of stuff. Plus, you look at his just highlight reel. He's yeah. that kind of guy. Yep. You, you know what I can bring, but they have nothing really to show for it in the NFL. Mm-hmm. A little bit of Chris Carson. But... Uh, that's not enough to stand on. It's it's enough to say you guys are equals coming into this training. Oh camp. yeah, that's exactly it. And it's gonna look. It's gonna be so much fun. It's gonna to be watch. a fun preseason. Oh my god, it's gonna be so much fun. Yeah. Especially when we know we're gonna be running th- three or four different schemes right. out of the backfield. Mm-hmm. It's not gonna be just the zone read. Mm-hmm. Mike, uh, Tom Cable. But I'm excited for that, and that is gonna be our offense. Yeah, and. I kind of want to mention one thing. If we do lose Earl, we lose defense for sure, right? Yeah. Who knows with a trade, what trade that could bring us, but it's mm-hmm. not going to bring us an Earl Thomas. Right. We're going to go downgrade from there, um, no matter who you plug in, mm-hmm. obviously. But a lot of people say that your best defense is a good offense. Well, uh, and the good offense off- controls the ball. And your offense controls the ball. Right. Your offensive line and running game controls the ball. Yeah, man. And possession. So we need, I still, I'm. That would be a great. Trade. I'm gonna reserve judge. Like yeah, I don't want uh, Smith just because he's had a lot of injuries, uh, at least last year. So, I think Zach Martin, like he is a. How old is he? He was drafted the year they were going to draft Manziel. Okay. Yeah, so it's so 2014. He's, so he's young. He's, he's probably uh, 25, 20, 26. Yeah, okay. Let's find out. Actually, no, I need to know. Oh, and I, shit. I think I've been saying his name wrong. I think it's... So... <laughs> Gary Badgernaf. <laughs> it's not Zach. What is that from? Uh, 
Oh, but there's Barry Badger. So there's Zach Martin. Okay, there is Zach Martin, but I think I'm thinking about somebody else. So Zach Martin, who... Oh, oh, I, I do want him, actually. Barry so he's Badger an OT. He's an offensive tackle, and he's a four-time pro bowler. Two-time first-team All-Pro, but not since 2016. Uh, 2017, he was second team. But I was thinking of Travis Fredericks, I think is his name. Barry Bajanath is from Beer Fest. <laughs> I tried to say that for like 30 <laughs> seconds. Sorry. So I'll take <laughs> one of these Badger. cornbread white boys for Earl Thomas, please. Thank you. You're welcome. Four-time... Four-time Pro Bowler, 2014 to 2017. First-team All-Pro, 2016. Second-team All-Pro, 2014-2015. Yeah, PFWA All-Rookie Team. Penis feet will <laughs> always All-Rookie Team. <laughs> uh, well, I don't even, I don't see the Cowboys getting rid of their offensive line, though. Because who benefits from that? Definitely Zeke, obviously. But a good running game also gives you a Dak Prescott of which you know him to be. You take away a So a okay, let me ask you. Okay. Game. Okay. I get I, that point. I, I get that point. I I can see that point. Would you with that being said, they don't want to, you know, sacrifice what they have, but they know what life is like without Tyrone Smith. Mm-hmm. Would you take Tyrone Smith, who is by far their best player on the line? extremely athletic left blindside guard or tackle excuse me you know drafted in 09 drafted in 09 so that would make him like 27 Mm -hmm. Uh, I think he had a hip injury Uh, anyway he was out for a lot of games usually come out three or four years in sorry Lyman's usually come out of college three or four years in so I I would assume he's a little bit older but we already have Dwayne Brown there Oh wait, wait, wait. Um, yeah, we have Dwayne Brown, but I think he's younger than Dwayne Brown. Definitely younger than Dwayne Brown. Dwayne Brown's like thirty-two. They still ranked him the 39th best player in the NFL. Really? Okay. Yeah. No, then I'll fucking take him. Twenty. Uh, born. He's not. He's twenty-seven. I would listen to any offensive lineman for Old Thomas. And wow. Drafted. He was even in the Pro Bowl last year after having all those injuries. So but, I would take. I would take. Earl Thomas, a lineman, and a higher draft pick than the one we would give with Earl Thomas. Does that make sense? <laughs> the way you said that, I, I get what you're saying, but you said it wrong. You said, I would take Earl Thomas, a lineman. It's like, just give us everything. <laughs> no, I would, ta- I would take the deal, is what I mean. As the Cowboys? No. I would take the deal of Earl Thomas and a... Oh, a for a... Yeah, yeah. Okay, 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 okay. Yeah. So, I, I would listen to that. Yeah, you know, honestly, the best way to do this, because I really feel like the the Cowboys are a very reactionary team. They've gotten better in recent years, but uh, um, if you can, like, keep hyping up the Earl thing, like, oh, you know, like, Earl wants to play in Dallas, like, pull that trade and have them, you know, send the farm. Mm-hmm. I'm okay with that. Because Earl Thomas, let's find out how old he is. 29. Is he 29? Yep. Yes, sir. Oh yeah, he's like a month older than me. Isn't that weird? Yeah, it's crazy. They've been old. They've been older than us because they've been doing things. Just, there's never in our lifetime we can do. Mm-hmm. They're always older than us. And then when you look at them, it's like, oh, Russell, I'm 
I'm older than you. <laughs> Dude, <I> mean, <laughs> I'm older than Russell basketball Wilson. player, man. Like, oh, not, it, not, it, not I, 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 the the ages don't trip me out until I look at the year they were born. Like, let's look at Donovan Mitchell, like a person I want to like be my father because he's so cool. Birthday, 1996, and he's 21. Wow, he's old for a rookie. 1996. That's ridiculous. He can still buy. He can still buy cigarettes. Yeah, good for him. And Bradley McDougal. Looking at our safeties. Jason Tatum was born in 1998. Jesus. Yeah, I don't know. We get. If we if we get rid of Elitromans, we need we need a safety, because we're not gonna have Cam, we're not gonna have Earldon. Mm-hmm. McDougal cannot take both <laughs> positions. No, I can't believe he even. And he actually was. We well, got some really rookie. well. Yeah, he did really well in both positions. Mm-hmm. He cannot play both positions. <laughs> That's not yeah. physically possible. Yeah, especially at the level of replacement as an Earl Thomas and right. a Cam Chancellor. Right. This is gonna be. Very scary to watch. It's gonna be interesting. Yeah, because I we, I need us to make the playoffs. I'm like I don't care. I, I, we don't. Uh, I'm I'm a, I'm a well, sound. welcome welcome to the uh, you know expectations of a winning team. Like, it's yeah. just what it is. Don't stop. Uh, we should. There's there's no reason. Like if you do if you do your office right, there's no reason that you shouldn't make the playoffs every mm-hmm. year. Once you read us or reach a certain level, get a culture around the club mm-hmm. and what you're. You know, trying to draft, what you're mm-hmm. trying to do on training camp, and mm-hmm. players you're trying to bring in and, and cultivate. Mm-hmm. But we did get, I think, a very good draft, mm-hmm. obviously, mm-hmm. In, in in three years. Right. get all these players that hindered the philosophy of a Pete Carroll and Agreed. John Schneider. We, I, just, I we hope have they five say... all pros. Fuck, we can't yeah. get rid of them. Yeah. And the way we would normally vet our players out and bring new ones in. So... It's gonna be. It's definitely gonna be interesting. That's for damn sure. Yeah, Pete needs to get a little bit of uh, Belichick in him, like trading people, getting a little bit more like Jamie ruthless. Collins. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, that was ruthless. But also, Pete Carroll's gonna be doing this for another year or two. He keeps saying that he wants to keep playing. Double bubble. Bubble never stops. So anyway, so there's there's them. You wanted to talk about the NBA? Yeah, just real quick. Lakers signed Michael Beasley to a one-year deal. Mm-hmm. You've now got one-year veteran deals with uh, Lance Stevenson, Rajon Rondo, McGee, uh, and uh, Michael Beasley. Michael Beasley played with LeBron for, I think, the last the year heat. of his Heat uh, stint. Mm-hmm. And apparently LeBron requested him personally, said he really liked playing with him, admired his talents. Beasley played uh, for New York last year. Um, had a pretty good year, actually. I think he averaged like 20 points a game. Uh, he's a really good scorer, really talented guy. But, but, oh, no, he only had 13 points a game. But he was off the bench. And so <clears throat> I think that that could be a really good fit. If LeBron know. says so. Yeah, man. And, like, 
it's interesting. Like, there's Alonzo and then there's Rondo. Similar games, good mm-hmm. backup. There's Beasley and LeBron, like similar body types. Not the same game, but offensively, you know, they can create points. You've got, uh, okay, the comparison stopped there. But um, I heard somebody talking on the on uh, sports, sports Talk Radio about, like, they are drafting, or not drafting, but they are signing, you know, physical... Like I don't give a fuck players, mm-hmm. and the point they made the point like these that aren't as dumb as J.R. Smith. They aren't as dumb as J.R. Smith, and like the point that this one person made was like they are just going to fist fight the Warriors. Yeah, and I'm like, I like that. I like that a lot. It's like you know, if some, yeah, man, we like, haven't seen that yet. No, and like the 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 year the the year that the Cavs beat the Warriors, it was the slowing down the ball, fucking with Steph, and like Tristan Thompson getting a shitload of rebounds. And Iman Shumpert. And... And Iman. Yeah. And so, quite interesting. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what happens. Well, and, and and it's smart. not like they're... Yeah, and it's not long deals. If they become a, exactly. you know, a locker room cancer, they're gone. Yeah. And, they're gone. And so, I don't still don't really like McGee, but... Well, here's the thing. After I didn't like him, I clearly did not like him when that happened. Um... But I looked into it, and I will take, you know, the I wonder multiple... If, I wonder if Luke Walton had a thing to do with that. Like, he or must possibly, have signed... He possibly. must have, I wonder if he... Yeah, I don't know. You know, I wonder who... I'm sure I'm sure he had a thing to do with it. He's the coach, right? Yeah. He should be involved. It's not... Uh, even the magic is magic. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got to coach the guy. Yeah. But a lot of the people surrounding him in the last year or two have said how much he's grown as a human being, as an adult as a professional mm-hmm. and he hasn't had some of those dumb moments that mm-hmm. he had, you know, with the nuggets. Right. And if, if or wizards, what we really have to get to if I'm by, we, I say Laker fandom because mm-hmm. I am a Laker fan is, well, we have just crossed over into whatever LeBron James says. Mm-hmm. We must take it as truth. Yeah. You know, I, I do feel like Luke Walton's going to have more to say to LeBron than a Tyron Lou ever could. I'd, even though he's not like, Tyrone has more experience overall, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, he's older mm-hmm. in the league, but I think Luke actually has a team that is with him, mm-hmm. and we've brought you on, mm-hmm. and there's a mutual respect right there. Mm-hmm. Whereas in Cleveland, it was it's clearly LeBron James's team, and no matter who is in the coaching seat, and it was kind of like that in, mm-hmm. in, in Miami as well mm-hmm. with Spolstra. But I well, Spolstra was Pat Riley. Pat, Spolstra had Pat Riley back him up. Yes, and that's so, why he he stayed after LeBron. But the championship. I like did what not stay. I like what you're saying. Um, I just would be remiss to not say that Magic did not hire Luke Walton. Jerry Jerry Buss did. No, I know. Or Jim Buss. Which one is which? Uh, Jer- Doctor Jerry. Buss okay, thank you, thank you, thank you. It's Genie so, and Jim. Yes, Jim hired Luke, and I like Luke Walton. I think that that's a really good hire. I think it's a, you know, a legacy hire. Um, and I like these from the Golden State camp. I think that's really cool. Uh, I don't see any reason why they should get rid of him. I don't think they should replace no, him not. with like Phil Jackson or some bullshit. Well, that's never that's never gonna happen again. Yeah, but everyone's like LeBron never played for a great coach. I'm like, I just think that ship has sailed. Like, just do this. Mm-hmm. I'm excited for this. Yeah, no, I think it's a mutual like LeBron. LeBron's a, a genius when it comes to the game. Mm-hmm. He's a physical specimen, yes, but you don't 
you can be a physical specimen, Dwight Howard, mm-hmm. and suck at fucking NBA basketball. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. you're not going to get a championship ring, Dwight, and no one wants to play with you. No. LeBron knows how to win championships, but he also knows how to work with a coach. Right. I just think he hasn't had quality coaches mm-hmm. when he's had, you know, the big three and Spolstra. Yeah. And then LeBron James and his Knights yeah. with Lou. Yeah, I got to say, say, man, like, the more I think about this team, like... This is going to be fun to it's watch. It's going to be a great year. And, like, Dave, I, 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 I can't help but think this is all by design. They didn't get any other free agent besides LeBron. Mm-hmm. They said, we're going to get all these one-year deals. And these guys aren't, like, you know, chump change. Like, Le- Rondo is not washed up. Like, no. He is a journeyman for sure. Mm-hmm. But he can contribute. It's not like getting, like, Gary Payton in, like, 2000-whatever. Uh-huh. Um. This is with this. If they didn't have the young core, I'd be saying like this is just like a ram shamble of a team with LeBron in the middle. But like ram shamble. No, you got like these like yeah. second year players. Josh Hart just won MVP of the summer league. I was like looking at him play. That man is a that kid is a man. Like that guy has his man body. So like him coming off the bench, Ingram. We'll see like if he develops. I'm really like the depth on this Continues team is amazing. The depth. Totally. And you know what's you know what's crazy when you when you're mentioning the one year deals um, and, and the philosophy that the Lakers off season is, mm-hmm. they all have things in common. The Lakers are the players. The players that they're bringing on: Rajon, yeah. Javel, uh, Lance Stevenson, and and uh, Beasley. Beasley. They're all guys that were never. You weren't. You didn't play to your potential mm-hmm. at yeah. some point in your career, yeah. right? Well, maybe not but, Rondo, but, but... To, no. Even with Rondo, you know, like he he Rondo's had the, has the best resume out of that, but he also had Kevin Garnett, yeah, Ray Allen, and Paul Pierce, yeah, and Doc Rivers, yeah. That's how he got his ring. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. He didn't get it by being Rage on Rondo. Yeah, that's true. He didn't. That's why he's been a journeyman. Mm-hmm. He hasn't fit anywhere. Mm-hmm. But now they're all coming to a team where there's clearly a better player. Yeah. Clearly a better player. There's no argument. Yeah. That and any you of them know, can have and you know, say, Give me if you're one of those guys and you, um, and and you're and you're brought onto the Lakers, you know, LeBron signed off on it, like oh, either yeah, yeah, literally that, yeah. or 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 just you know figuratively, and so you know that no, the best player, <laughs> literally, probably is, you know the best player in the league right now was like, I want you. Come on. Yeah, he's like, team. people don't want you, like Beasley. McGee, Rondo, and Stevenson have all been on a bunch of teams in their so, careers, and exactly. they were and they were un- quote unquote uncoachable. LeBron is the best on the court coach probably ever, maybe Magic, and yeah, and and, and like that's got to do something for your confidence, you know. Well, yeah, there's your confidence, and there's the the e the comfort of coming on a team mm-hmm. and not having to one do I need to make my own mark? No, mm-hmm. because there yep. is there is a talent class below you that we expect to surpass you after this year. That's why you're on one year deals. Yep. That's why we got you because yep. you're on one year deals. And you're only going to play. And you can stay if you kick ass. Yeah. You know, we'll make it work. And we'll if you kick it out. and LeBron's going to make you that. only look better. Yeah. So it's it's it, and even if you don't stay, it's in your best in, it's in your best interest to play well because then you can go get a better deal somewhere else. It's like LeBron and Luke and and Magic pick players that aren't Kevin Love's and Kyrie's. Yeah. Oh, congratulations know? by the way, Kevin Love uh, got that big deal today. Happy for him. Yay. Stay in Cleveland. Yay. If they wanted me, if they gave me that money, I'd. Yeah, no, I do. Yeah, 
things I can't say on the air that's private. <laughs> but, um, no, um, but those four players all have something in common, and they're coming in, on a, they have one common denominator, and they, and they have a leader, and then they know that it's it's temporary unless we do something special. Mm-hmm. And even then, let's cross that bridge when we get to it. Mm-hmm. Let's enter this 2018-2019 season, mm-hmm. and let's win a championship. Yep. Let's get together. And they're all players that can actually probably do it. We yep. piece them all together with what LeBron James can do as cool. Yeah, man. And nothing you didn't even talk about is, well, what they should do is they should really, you know, formulate a culture of competition. And these old guys are, A, they, these sophomores are going to try and take my job. These guys who are used to starting in their rookie seasons, mm-hmm. these kids are going to want to start. Like they don't want to stunt to their growth, and if I were the front management, if I were the front office, I would uh, cultivate that. Yes, I would agree with that. But these guys, are like we're starters, and so and then you tell them, well, then show them how you show starters. them, like yeah. you know, not only you know assert yourself, but like challenge them to step up. Because I've, I've one thing I've heard uh, uh, said about Ingram is that he has a a, a nice guy attitude and kind of reputation that'll, that'll change. i'm fine with that as long yeah if if he can step up to the challenge and so you know if you've got like a, a beasley who's gonna be you know trying to vibe for that forward mm-hmm. time slot you know what's inger gonna do and I, I and i feel like all these players because they come into this team with that same kind of mentality and they kind of like are kind of like, all right i get it mm-hmm. i get what we're here for but it, they're also are gonna have this i'm a veteran and this is a young kid and the coach done. is young. I'm going to be done in a few years, and they yeah. have a full career ahead of them. They're going to do the same thing that LeBron wants, and I think that's why he's signed off on these players, is let's do something this year together. Yeah. Figure out how that works as we go through training camp. But what we're doing here is setting up a franchise yeah. for another leg of dominance. Yeah, and I agree. I, I would love to be a part of that, and, and I, I think, want you yeah. to be a part of that, and help. let's help these kids. Yeah. Because they're fucking kids. They're 21. 22 yeah. years old. Ingram, yeah. I think, is 20 fucking two. Yeah. And he's going to be in his third year. And I think he took that step, in this last year. Yeah. Where he kind of owned up. And, yeah, he was a silent type and he was a nice guy, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. But he he shouldered. He he took physical play yeah. in, in this season mm-hmm. when he would turn into feathers yeah, before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know? Let me ask you this. So, I'm as I'm just like thinking about this lineup. I want there to be, you know, they've got the Golden State has the death lineup. They put Draymond at the five. They put Andre at the three. Durant at the four. Steph and Clay. <clears throat> the one thing I feel like this Laker team is missing is like a physical four slash five. I don't want McGee starting. Mm-hmm. Um, that that would be my one question mark on the lineup. Oh, as like well. you need a Draymond or like a Marcus Morris or like a, you know. Th- those kind of players, yeah. Someone, Someone that can take a bump to the chest, yeah. But it could also come out and cover three pointer, three point shooting. Yes, because I don't think McGee can do that. Well, and no, but here's the thing: I'm kind of I curious. miss Julius Randle. Yes, that that is I think the loss, the biggest loss that you have to take to get what the Lakers have gotten this mm-hmm. off season. And I'll take LeBron James and collateral damage. And Lance Stevenson yeah. <laughs> and Javale yeah. McGee. Yeah. I'll take LeBron James with all of 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 Kuzma, of Kuzma Ingram and uh, Ball. If you only keep one, just 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 uh, hypothetically, I'm not Ingram. saying Ingram. Yeah, yeah. Billion percent. He's already proven it. Yeah. Uh, Kuzma, 
showed that he's better than his second round draft pick. Yeah. Lonzo Ball, I think the the jury's still out. The jury's still out on that. I think he I think he showed first round talent, but the fact that his shooting game was so crazy. Bleh, yeah. You know, like Could it add was, Jason Tatum. Even when it was good, it looked ugly. Yeah. And I'm sorry if you have a bad form in a the highest league of all time. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't look good. If it doesn't look good, it's not going to yeah. sustain. Well, itself. you're going to be getting a lot of wide open looks this year with LeBron driving the, the basket. So, yeah. So he, he better, better you get jump your shot, shit together. Which yeah. Ingram already has a jump shot. He, he Can is. Can shoot threes? Oh, yeah. He, he, I think he was a high 30, 30s three point mm-hmm. shooter. Okay. And he, at, from the elbow, he okay. was 50 50. Okay. Bare minimum. Mm-hmm. He, he, he seemed pretty solid there. Mm-hmm. He, he had that. He's so lanky. He had that yeah. Durant game in him from the elbow. Right. Uh, he just didn't have the scoring tenacity first two seasons of his mm-hmm. career mm-hmm. like Durant did. But th- their similarities are eerily similar. It's Durant had a drive. And Durant's a nice guy. Yeah, he's trying to not be. He's trying to not be, except he's being nice to Seattle. Yeah, uh, he was. No, guess what's happening? No, do you mind that? I know they're playing in the, the, in August, the key. October 15th. Preseason, right? Yeah, it's the last event in the key arena cool i didn't know very, that that's what makes this really cool that is cool and, it, and it's not only the golden state warriors with kevin durant but we're also playing what would have been our new c or sonics yeah. the kings yeah which what if they come all in and they're that, all but, wearing thunder jerseys yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i actually i'm, I'm really curious uh, like how many sonics jerseys are going to be at this game oh dude over half you think so? Yeah. For well, fuck, it's the Warriors. Everyone likes the Warriors. Well, it's announced. Are the tickets out? Uh, this has been announced Knowing the money that floats around this fucking city and the bandwagoners that can that have flown in with, you know, our economic boom in the last five, six uh, years. It's not going to... Okay, there will be more Sonics jerseys than Kings jerseys. Mm-hmm. I will take that. So it'll be, what, like 50%... Warriors, they do some Warriors, twenty percent Sonics, and then, and then twenty five percent LeBron jerseys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. I'll be one of them. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna wear my Cleveland jersey. Fuck it. Okay. I don't own a Sonics jersey, so we're going. Yeah. Fuck Yay, yeah. Fuck going. yeah, dude. Okay, Haven't cool. gone to a basketball game in years. All right. Yeah, it's been a couple years for me. Moving on. Moving on up. Moving on up. We're about an hour. We're doing pretty good for the sports. I mean, I'd be remiss if we didn't talk about soccer. If we talk about that for like three seconds, <laughs> wouldn't we be remiss if we didn't talk about soccer? Well, it was a World Cup final. Which yes, was, which was really cool. France. Croatia. I was totally. Were you going for somebody? 
Or did you watch it? I did watch it. Did you really watch it? It was on TV in a room that I was Why in. Why didn't you come to Seattle Center? Why the fuck would I do that? Because you and two other friends were there. I don't care. I was at the gym. I don't care about you either. <laughs> uh, no, it was just on. And, uh, you know, France... Well, I watched it until like it was like France is going to win. And I went to the gym. And then it was still on. And then I saw like the award ceremony everyone getting rained on and Putin having the umbrella over him uh that was pretty funny um but yeah man like yeah it would have been cool if Croatia won it would have it would have been cool because it was in Russia and like fuck you Russia yeah uh former Yugoslavians winning on Russia yeah fuck yeah like shake having to shake hands with Putin which I think they did anyway but like point being but I have I have ties to France because my uh, my roommate that I lived with for years and so, also a friend of mine. Yeah, you know the guy. Yeah, and so I I was talking to him, and like he was losing his mind over of there course. in Paris. It was like one night. of many. Yeah, it was like nighttime there, I think. And um, well, it was prime time for them. That's yeah, the which is played. amazing. And so it was eight in the morning. <laughs> yeah, it was crazy. And so yeah, that was really cool. And uh, I was glad they won. Yeah, I was going for Croatia mainly because all the players that play for Croatia granted if they're like 21 mm-hmm. maybe not but even if they were they have a one degree separation from what they had to deal with in the early 90s right growing up you know grenades and bombs going out yeah, well, and, I mean, and half of the French how- team was from Africa so yeah there's some shitty shit that goes on in Africa too yeah but that's that's kind of vague that's like I'm talking specifically a very small country mm-hmm. in a home country of Russia. Right. That they're playing against that. Mm-hmm. And these are, were kids at the time right. learning how to play soccer. Right. When this shit was going yeah, on. Yeah, it's crazy. And then you say, yes, a lot of players are from Africa. But that's, that's, that goes to say Belgium, you know, Lukaku. <laughs> there's, there's immigrants from Africa, Brazil. yes. But there's not a lot of immigrants on the Croatian team. Uh-huh. They're Yugoslavians. Right. That are now Croatian, mm-hmm. playing in Russia, that grew up during all of this stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, they beat Russia, didn't they? Mm-hmm. Well, now, now I think Croatia beat Russia. I man. think Croatia did beat Russia. So that they they won. Well. Yeah, they won. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, they did. They they beat them three one. Ian, they beat them three one, and they win. That that yeah. Go Croatia! Yay! And it actually, I mean, they celebrated. Like they won the World Cup. Mm-hmm. I mean, in Zagreb, they were freaking the fuck mm-hmm. out as they should, mm-hmm. and, and as France should too. I mm-hmm. mean, I, 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 I couldn't. There wasn't a winner that I would have been unhappy with mm-hmm. in that final. It was mm-hmm. fun, and it was followed by the Sounders in Atlanta. Oh yeah. So some scuttlebutting. Um, that game was kind of insane. If you watched it, one-one uh, draw with a red card and. And a headbutt that wasn't called. That's a coup de tat, which mm-hmm. is French for headbutt. That I was blaring. A coup d'état is French for headbutt. Coup de tat. How you spell that? C o u p space d e space d e with a little hat. Uh huh. T e. Oh okay. Coup okay, de okay, tat. okay okay okay. Oh yeah yeah yeah. yeah. Okay. So isn't top head? I think so. Because yeah. in French it's or in Spanish it's tet. Something like that. Yeah, yeah. Ted is that. So uh, anyway, I, Ted, uh, Ted. I, it, it pissed me off because they're their leading scorer, the best player in the league right now in terms of scoring, Joseph Jose Martinez, uh, straight up headbutted Chad Marshall. 
into the chin because mm-hmm. he's five foot like eight and Chad Marshall six four. Mm-hmm. But it was wasn't even called and it wasn't retroactively um, fined or suspended mm-hmm. because he was about to play DC United, who has Wayne Rooney. Right, and that was like their matchup. It was a matchup of the weekend. MLS money, money, money. No, we're not going to suspend the leading scorer of the league mm-hmm. when he's coming up against Wayne Rooney. That is obviously conjecture, but how I'm believing that to be because they find one of our guys, McCreary, for not leaving the field in an orderly manner. <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? They're leaving in an orderly manner. Yeah. You didn't speak this to Chad the- Marshall in an orderly manner. <laughs> this is <laughs> this is the beautiful game, sir. Right? It, it, and that's what's frustrating and beautiful about the beautiful game is that it's so intertwined with human mistakes both when you're trying to correct it after the fact or not. Mm-hmm. But anyway, 1-1 there. Um, still undefeated in our last four games. We just played Vancouver at home on the weekend. It's a nice way to say a four-game winning streak. Yeah, unbeaten. I guess. When ties are included, you can't say winning streak. Oh, streak. I guess. Right, 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 right. Streak. But yeah, I mean, that's huge. I mean, if you don't lose a game all season mm-hmm. in soccer, you're probably going to make the playoffs. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> right? Well, you're definitely going to make it at that point, unless it's all draws. Yeah. But, I Has mean... Has ever happened? Actually, I, probably not, but you can't say nothing has ever happened. <laughs> I mean, like, give me anything. I don't know. It's happened. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, gerbil in Richard Gere's butt. It's happened. Yeah. <laughs> so, so we say. Yeah. But, uh, anyway, we're in that... Not even on the cusp anymore. We are on the the other side of this needs to start happening, which mm-hmm. is not losing. Mm-hmm. And we did that this weekend against Vancouver, which was actually a very dominant performance. I don't know if that was because Vancouver just sucked, yeah, or we were that dominant. And and Nico Ladera had a brace in the first half, and that carried over the second half, and we walked away with it. Two goals. Mm-hmm. One was a penalty. It was a deserved penalty. They barely argued. I'm okay with that. And the other one was a beautiful goal. So, Rio Diaz had about, I want to say 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. Rio Diaz from Peru. Mm-hmm. And, right. And he he looked... He didn't play in Atlanta? No, he didn't. He stayed on the bench because of that red card that we got. The Tactically, we had a 1-1 at that point. We had a, a penalty kick in the first half to go up 1-0. Mm-hmm. They scored. So, it's kind of like, we need to hold this draw. We're on the road. We're on a road trip. We're like, we can't give up this draw by trying to go too far forward because you go too far forward they can counter and jump right over your back and now you're chasing them and Mm -hmm. then you're going at your goal so you don't want to spend the last 30 40 minutes dealing with that trying to get a win when you have a point try to win try to get that point so that's why ties aren't so kissing your sister as people like to say in football it actually is a tactic it's a it's a point it's an earned point it's on the table and we got it we're going to take it when we can get it Mm -hmm. so I'm happy with that overall in hindsight. Watching the game, it kind of sucked. But especially after like the World Cup final. But there was like 2 million people that watched the Sounders versus Atlanta game, which is the highest in ever, ever an MLS game cool. on TV. Nice. And Atlanta wants to say it's all them, but <laughs> cute. Let, let's see your trophies. Zero. Right. Zero trophies. Granted, they've only hmm. been around two years. Well, in our first year, we had a trophy. So, uh, the Braves, huh? The Braves, they've won. And I think that's literally it. The Atlanta Braves only have one 
They're the only team like, I like, think that's won. Well, is let's that... they have World Series? No, I'm just saying. I was just being facetious, but oh, okay. Well, in soccer, at least in the U.S., there's also the Supporter Shield and the U.S. Open Cup, and they don't have those either. Yeah. So we anyway. really <laughs> suck. Atlanta Braves does not have an MLS Cup or a Supporter Shield. <laughs> uh, uh, anyway, so we're on the cusp of maybe something special with the Seattle Sounders. With Ryu Diaz getting about 20, 25 minutes and having some moments of like, whoa! Yeah. You know, I was, I, I was at the game, super stoked to see him. And the way he was running and the way the team was playing with him, he's had plenty of training with the team. Mm-hmm. It's been about 20 days now. Right. So I'm super stoked to see what uh, tomorrow, Wednesday, is going to bring against mm-hmm. San Jose. And then we play again on the weekend. We have a congested week, actually, now that I think right. about it. So. so, as much as it pains me to kill this conversation, Aaron, I think it's time for <laughs> us to say goodbye to the members of the Sports Chatterverse. If they choose to join us in the Nerdverse, we would love to have them. But if you want to hear more of what we have to say about sports and admire our opinions, you can find us at the Real TBD Pod on Twitter. You can also see us on Facebook at facebook.com, go figure, slash the, re- the well, hold on. It's a... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's a slash hold on hypertext transfer protocol secure colon slash slash facebook.com slash the real tbd podcast and then also that? yeah you can find us on youtube as well uh link is in the bio of our twitter just go on our twitter and like and, and our shit that's all you need to do that's Check all our you bio. need to do and, and that's pretty much where we'll that's publish all, all our shit on there you need to do that's all you need to do girl all right, nerd versus it is, Ian. Okay. The nervous. Katuga, as they say in the Star Wars galaxy, that's some sort of swear word. Katuga. Yeah, so I'm mad you're here, Katuga. So, Aaron, welcome to the Nerdverse. It's been a while. It's good to see you. Are you mad I'm here? (laughs) I'm mad that they're here. I just only thought we'd ever make this podcast, put it on the internet, and we'd only listen to it ourselves. Pretty much do. (laughs) (laughs) For now. Yeah, we're in the Nerdverse, Ian. Um, We have some trailers that we could probably talk about. Some good trailers. You know, it it was basically the World Cup for nerds uh, this last Mm -hmm. weekend. San Diego Comic Con. And oh yeah, I would love to. uh, You know, I hope when I grow up, I can be a Comic Con. And uh, yeah, you know, it's usually when a lot of the big, you know, uh, a lot of the big franchises will drop will drop their trailers, uh, especially the ones coming up in the holiday the holiday season. Uh, The summer blockbusters are more or less over. I did see Ant Man and the Wasp last week, so I'll talk a little bit about that later. So, uh, just letting us know what we've got to look forward to. And there is a whole bunch, Aaron. Yeah, no, there's a lot. I mean, and I'm going to tell you what it is. Okay. And so... <laughs> <laughs> and so... Why don't you just go... I'll start off with, with you know... We'll, 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 uh, we'll put uh, the big guy back in cleanup. So, we'll start off with just a quick recap of all non-cloning war variety news. So... Uh, for me, what really stood out were three things, and I'm only I'm gonna ask you about two of them. Uh, so there was the Aquaman trailer, uh, the new Aquaman with Jason Momoa, 
coming off of the tails of Justice League, which didn't do too well, but it looks dope. And then after that, it's the Godzilla trailer, which is the sequel for the 2014 film directed by Gareth Edwards, also the director of Rogue One. And then the DBZ Super trailer, uh, we don't have to talk about that. Just really quick there, um, looked really great. Uh, it's a new approach on the animation. It's much more fluid, uh, kind of like a Miyazaki-style like fluidity with the animation. So I'm quite excited about that. That comes out in December. Quite excited. And so all good uh, on all three parts. But Aaron, I was wondering what your uh, opinions regarding the Aquaman trailer were. Well, I mean... Marvel has owned the box office. Right. Right. So, I think this is what DC needs. Because this trailer... Looks epic. Epic. Um, one, it's a world we haven't yep. seen yet. Yep. Uh, so, there's not but, like a bunch of expectations. You have to have Batman or, you know, yeah, XYZ. Right? Right. No, and, it, and it is the first installment. Mm-hmm. Uh, assuming if they're DC is going to be trying to do what marvel has done yeah you know which is basically start well, they wanted to start st- franchises well, and then pull yeah. them together well yeah though that so they wanted to have what pool marvel them. had mm-hmm. <laughs> uh they wanted to but they decided we're going to start with the avengers and it just didn't have the payoff avengers, no. yes but they're going to start with the avengers being like we're going to have our avengers oh, okay. the justice league is is to dc as the avengers is yeah, to yeah, marvel yeah, 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 yeah. but avengers uh, was in 2012, and they started that journey, and they like had an Easter egg at the end of the first Iron Man. It was like the Avengers Initiative, and like even back then, I didn't really follow. I remember the Avengers from like that Super Nintendo game. Yeah. Like anyway, uh, and so they built all the way up to it, and then Avengers was a, was a huge success. Thanks to Iron Man. That's really what it was. Oh yeah, I mean you had yeah, Man. and you had to get good characters, and you had to build it up, and you had to, you couldn't. And do what Justice League did with Batman v Superman and and uh, Justice League. They're like, you need to care about these characters. We're like, well, why? It's like, well, because Ben Affleck is Batman. It's like, yeah, okay. And look, if you can suspend disbelief and like kind of like get over the campy writing, in my opinion, they're fun films. So they're just not as good as Avengers. Yeah. So as you're talking, I was just thinking, you know, like Wonder Woman was good because it was a yeah, that was huge. Yeah, and it was a you know, a standalone origin film. Aquaman looks like it's gonna be a blast and not just like you know people say movies are fun when they don't want to say that they're good and so but i i mean good and fun like so basically quality so i yeah and i'll be the first to admit like pretty much everyone everyone likes to make fun of aquaman he talked fish like that one family guy like oh i got got like three fish coming here yeah yeah (laughs) um anyway uh and so I was watching another trailer dissection, another dissection of this trailer on another YouTube video. And they were talking about like the backstory and it was like, oh, there's all these different kingdoms. And it was like, and then rewatching the trailer slowly, there's like the crab people, the mer people, the shark people. Mm-hmm. And it seems like they're all, and they're all part of Atlantis. So they're all like states essentially. So they're not warring factions, but it looks like there's a, you know, a battle for the crown with the other guy. Um, the blonde guy is... Half brother, half brother, half brother, same mother, half brother, different yeah. father. Yeah, his mother was a queen. Yes, his father is actually Jango Fett from Star Wars. Oh no! Yeah, <laughs> are those universes gonna combine? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if all the clones had a bunch of Aquaman children, anyway. Across the universe, for, yeah. You know, TBD twenty-seven. Yeah. <laughs> um. So really great. Uh, really, really pleased with that. I'm, I'm very excited. That's my. 
shit, what else is coming out this winter? I think that might be my top film of the winter. Shit, I, I, does that even come out this winter? Yeah. Okay, yeah, because then Godzilla's next summer. Yeah, yeah, Godzilla, like, that will be, a, that's a popcorn movie to me. So let's talk about Godzilla. Okay, we can talk about Godzilla. Um, uh, the, the gorilla, the gorilla whale is what that translates, translates to. Yeah. Was it, uh, Gojira? Wait, uh, is that what Godzilla means? Yeah, it means. No way. Yeah, you don't have to look it up. Just, just take my word for it. Oh. I don't know. Type, type, type. Yeah. Gojira means gorilla no, I think, whale. I think Yes, Ian. I'm not seeing anything with the word gorilla. Okay. I'm even searching the whole webpage. Up, oh, boom. You're right. It means gorilla whale. Wow, cool. Way to waste my time and yours and theirs by proving me right. <laughs> <laughs> Making people listen to someone so, not believing something yeah. for seven seconds. Yeah, and I, I'm going to bring this up in my dank segment when we're done with this. Um, but just a little topic on godzilla is that it, it, it stems from it godzilla is not a creature that is hated no um by uh well japan no right um test the mics here okay but it's it's more of a protector yeah right? mm-hmm. and it's also one of the first uh monsters that kaiju that sci-fi has seen mm-hmm. with nuclear. Yeah. Well, it was supposed to represent the American Western threat in Japan. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Ghidra, who was one of the, like, it was like a pterodactyl creature that Godzilla fought. Apparently I just found this out when watching that dissection, another dissection of another tra- of the Godzilla trailer is supposed to be the Soviet union. So it's very interesting. Very, very interesting that that's where all that came from, you know? And, that, and that's what sci-fi does. And yeah. And that's kind of, again, I'll bring it up in my dank, but what makes uh, Godzilla really a cool storyline because it, it, it's got a history of statements mm-hmm. behind what Godzilla is, right? Mm-hmm. And Godzilla protects everyone pretty much in... Other than, what, 1998 installment, which was just strictly... I love that one. It was fun. It was yeah. super fun. That Godzilla looks super cool. It's super cool. Yeah. And But it but it was it was niche it was funny, and it was all action, yeah. right? But like, it had nothing really to do... Velociraptors. Yeah, it had really nothing to do with no. Godzilla. It was American and Godzilla. And the history of Godzilla. Yeah. And what I love, what, what what's his name? The director? Uh, Well, I don't know what this new one is, but the old one was Gareth Edwards. Gareth Edwards, okay. Is he not doing this one? That's usually how it works. I feel like, I feel like he is doing this one. Could be <laughs> wrong. Could be wrong. That's usually how it works, man. Um, but regardless, it's it's a sequel to it. And it's that same... It's a per- cin- they have a cinematic universe. They're having like what they're calling the monster cinematic universe. That, that's going to be fun to talk about. And Kong Skull Island is part of this universe. That movie that came no, out. No shit. Really? Yeah. Oh, cool. That's okay. why they made Kong so big. So they could... Fucking... That's the reason. Okay. So they can, because we can fight Godzilla. Okay, cool. So anyway, I just think it's, I think it's really cool the backstory of Godzilla that we're kind of being as a, I wouldn't say Western side, but but a U.S. side of Godzilla, mm-hmm. which really Godzilla is stemming from our fault, our bad, yeah. Hiroshima yeah. And Nagasaki. Like, yeah, this is supposed to be where pretty much Godzilla's from. Yep. Um, is, you know, a mutation. Yeah. From nuclear exposure. Mm-hmm. And it's 
clearly I'm not sure right if that's it. what the I know it, the uh, origin for this but movie the origin version. yes no, but the origin of Godzilla stems from that right and, and yeah I love the character that. but I don't I, know about in this movie because it sounds I, like they have like an ancient angle going. yeah I'm sure that's where they're going and I'm, I'm not at all saying I'm just saying again referencing my thickness mm-hmm. no you're right <laughs> is that I'm excited to hear more is that it's coming back to the original Godzilla, yeah. but it, it's being filmed in, mm-hmm. by Hollywood, mm-hmm. and it, it seems fairly true to Godzilla, yeah. where we have a uh, we we like him. Mm-hmm. As, yeah, you as, always as want to Godzilla. Yeah, as an audience, we want him to win. Yeah, which in every sci-fi movie, almost of all time, yeah, the monster is way. the one you want to destroy. Yeah, right. It's a cre- it's creation of our mm-hmm. fears, mm-hmm. and we defeat it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Alien, aliens, mm-hmm. uh, the mm-hmm. thing, all, all yeah. the fly, like yeah. all these things are they're monsters. And yeah, we destroy them. This is a monster that destroys things to save us. Yeah, no, Godzilla was, you know, I think a lot of people had that Godzilla doll. It was like a plastic. Oh, I had it. Everyone I had fucking it. had it. Everyone man. had yeah, it. Okay, yeah. you know what I'm I talking would take about. the head off so I could put my G.I. Yep. Joe in it yep. and say he ate it. The yeah. fucking G.I. Joe. <laughs> and his hand were perfect to hold G.I. Joe's. Yep. Like, uh-huh. They were like, it was like. It was a cup holder. Yeah. It was it, uh, it was the best toy. That was the best toy. Yeah, I had Everyone it. had it. Like, the best Godzilla. God, it was, I'm awesome. Okay, I'm glad, <laughs> I'm, glad, I'm glad that you know what I'm talking about. Uh, then I'm awesome by Moto's Ponies. Yeah. <laughs> because uh, I also had that. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, so I'm excited. You know, I'll definitely see it in theaters. I uh, hope it's really good. Charles Dance is in it from Game of Thrones. Um, it's going to be fun. Yeah, I don't know what else to say about it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. there's not much else to say about Bring it. Bring on 2019. Yeah, as we approach. It made me excited about, like, so after watching, like, a breakdown, they were talking about all these other monsters that are going to be in it. Because I was expecting, like, is there's that one scene where the guy says, Long live the king. Apparently, that's mm. not supposed to be about King Hong. It's supposed to be about King Ghidra. Who's that three-headed monster that fights? If you, have, I didn't know that. King King of Monsters is what that's supposed to be. Is that so? He's not the King of Monsters. Godzilla isn't. Uh, no, I believe that that's his enemy. I see. I, I believe. I could be wrong. I mean, this is so. Not- there's Mothra, Ghidra, and then another character, like, or maybe it's wasn't that the one he fought? I don't know who he fought in the first Godzilla movie, like some weird spider thing. But uh, Mothra's in this one, and everyone knows about Mothra. And then uh, there's a three-headed guy, and then I think there's a third, which is the Soviet Union guy I was talking about. Okay. Yeah. So no. it's going to be like a free-for-all, maybe. It's good. It's going to be visually stunning, yeah. for sure. One of the biggest complaints about the original was that like Godzilla didn't really show up until the very end, and he was just like kind of like a, a, a ripple in the waves. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I hope that they give us what we want, which is... Godzilla. Yeah, I don't care about whatever. <laughs> I don't care about the girl from Stranger Things. I'm sorry. Sorry, L. Yeah, like I hope you have a compelling beginning, middle, and end. But <laughs> no, you're still gonna be L. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So you grow up, you're L. Yeah, I mean, when you look like L. Yeah, talk people are L. actually talking about if they ever did a young Princess Leia movie, which I don't want, but she'd be a good cast. Yeah, no, but I, I, I mean, it's not going to happen. Yeah, I don't. Not, not in her lifetime. Not, no, like I well, don't want in terms of young death, blank movie. Her, if you're going that route, Star Wars, like let's have a young. What? You don't need it. Goodness. All right, we already have like a full, multiple trilogy. Let's have a young Darth Vader movie. Yeah. Okay, and if for all you who are listening to this without visual, because it'd be weird if you had a camera in here. I made a funny face after saying <laughs> young Anakin. 
because <laughs> there's three of them. And the Clone Wars. Speaking of which, transition. Yeah, bam. There we go. All Let's right. Hashtag that. Clone Wars saved. I will use that hashtag because it is a hashtag, an official one from the Star Wars channel. Uh -huh. Clone Wars is back, people. After being prematurely canceled at during the acquisition of Lucasfilm by Disney, Clone Wars, previously on the Cartoon Network, was cut off at season five. The season six then was released. All at once on Netflix. It's, I think, I'm going to say it's the second best season. Season five is the best. And, uh, you know, the way the show goes, it's just, you know, it's a serial uh, space opera-ish kids show. But it's like, you know, like young teen show. So, naturally, I watch it. And uh, that's just be funny. Um I, I, yeah. <laughs> I exhaled through my nose with a guff. Yeah, so uh, it's not like Game of Thrones where it's like you need to know what happened every episode. But there's arcs. Like there's like three episode arcs. And so and it's supposed to you know document what happens in the Clone Wars. And so you know how the Clone Wars ends by the beginning of episode three. Um, you know how it starts by the end of episode two. And then there's just, you know, all the adventures of Anakin, Obi-Wan, Anakin's uh, apprentice, Ahsoka go through but then it prematurely ends you don't really know how it connects like you don't really know all of the minutiae and all the connective tissue between the end of clone wars and the beginning of episode three and so it sounds like uh they're gonna let dave filoni the original creator of that and rebels uh finish what he started and so i am incredibly excited and I don't know if you have anything that you want to talk about, but that's that's pretty much it, man. It's gonna be it's gonna be great next year. Well, I'm actually excited about it too because you did give me a few episodes to watch for my onboarding. Yes. Which teacher? I'm sorry, my homework's not doing. I have to turn in now time. That's okay. But with this announcement, it makes me just want to one watch episode one two. Oh yeah. Uh, again, even though I've seen episode one more than any. Probably any movie I've ever seen. I've mm -hmm. mentioned that in previous yeah. ones. It's not because of Star Wars. And because, because of, of Solo. It's the only thing to yeah. watch. <laughs> and now because of Solo, you've seen that Darth Maul survived. Yeah. So Yeah, yeah right. That, that gets so talked about in the Clone Wars. Yeah. yeah. So I kind of... should have seen the writing on the walls, honestly. I can't believe uh, no one guessed that. No, you're not a good fan. It's really amazing, man, that they're bringing back Clone Wars. Like, honestly... I thought they were just going to keep doing new stuff and new stuff and like not. And the fact that they're finishing Clone Wars is really just such a good idea. I'm, I'm very happy about it. Well, it, it elongates the canon, mm -hmm. if you will. But I kind of want to just just do that, do it all over. Yeah. You know, watch, watch one and two mm -hmm. and then watch the Clone Wars and knowing that. There will be an end. Yeah, and you end, can. There will be an end to the the gap. Yeah, and you can. Uh, you can just look up like best arcs of the Clone Wars. You don't need character build up except for maybe Ahsoka. But if you just get the best arcs and you go through them in season order, you'll get enough character background on Ahsoka, mm -hmm. and she's great. You know, she was introduced. Um, she was um. Proposed to George by Dave Filoni. And Dave Filoni essentially is George's like protege. He does all the animated stuff. And he's a total nerd. And he really gets the fans. And I really like all the stories he puts together. And he introduced Ahsoka. And there was the original like first three episodes of Clone Wars came out in theaters. And people 
hated Ahsoka. And by the time the show ended, she was a fan favorite. We love her. And then she came back in Rebels and had a whole thing. And so, uh, what was the point I was trying to make? Um, so yeah, so just watching like the, the, the really good, like there are some amazing moments in that show. Like without giving away spoilers, uh, there's a fight scene where the Emperor is like, I need to go deal with this problem myself. He's he's mm-hmm. he's Palpatine at the time. He's the Chancellor. Puts on the hood. He's Sidious, and he like goes to this planet where Maul and his brother are like they've raised up this criminal empire. He's like, I'm gonna fight both of you, and he pulls out two lightsabers, two red lightsabers, and fights two Sith Lords. So it's all red lightsaber battles, and they both have uh, and Savage, that's Maul's brother, has a double blade lightsaber, and Maul has it with his robotic legs. It's a single blade. They both fight Sidious, and he's like, there could only be two Sith fuck you get out of here and like it's oh oh my god like there's a part where obi-wan uh infiltrates like the mandalorians he's wearing like boba fett armor and like battling a bunch of boba fett's wearing boba fett armor in a jetpack flying around (laughs) with a lightsaber it's amazing uh what else we don't it doesn't matter what else off the top of my head there's more coming yeah oh my god and so the trailer, you didn't get a chance to see it, but basically it's like this pan out shot, a row of helmets. And it's like all these like audio tracks from the, the, the series, like old, old stuff. And so if you've been watching in hall H, which is the main event hall at Comic-Con, it's like notorious, like all the big trailers are released in hall H and all the big panels and all that. And so it's panning back, panning back, panning back, and all of a sudden you're like thinking because it's the 10 year anniversary of Clone Wars, right? This year, and I think that everyone just thought like, ah, oh, you know, it's just an homage, and all of a sudden like it's new footage, and it's like a war left unfinished, and it's in like the galaxy far, far away font, and it's like, and we're like, ah. and then all of a sudden like it pans in, and it's like Obi Wan and Anakin walk in, and they're like. Okay, Rex, like, what's going on? And, like, Rex is one of their... They name the clones. The clones actually come up with their own names. It's a very cool part of their, like, kind of backstory. Because they don't like having numbers. Yeah. So, like, there's a guy... Anyway. Humans uh, don't. Huh? Humans don't. Well, they're usually given one by their parents. Um, and uh, so they come up with their own names. So there's, he goes, okay, Rex. This is what Anakin says. He's walking with Obi-Wan. And, like, a new character design. It looks really good. He says, oh, what's going on? And Rex is standing by his hologram in a soak up turns around and I won't tell you why it's a big deal but basically like you wouldn't expect it to happen because you weren't expecting to see Ahsoka ever again in Clone Wars she is in Clone Wars and then she's not and then she's in Rebels I won't say why uh she doesn't die you know she doesn't die but well now uh, you said not why (laughs) okay well anyway uh so I can only imagine what that must have been like in Hall H people must have been losing their minds so Really, honestly, since Disney has taken over, the shows have been just knocking it out of the park. And so, as I say, quite pleased. Quite pleased. No, I, I am excited for it because I am going to jump on that train mm-hmm. for sure. Mm-hmm. So, Aaron, I really want to hear what you were talking about with this, this dank thing that you've been saying. Okay. Well, let's just go with dank yeah. right now. Yeah. And I will, between now and when we publish, figure out um, a a dank kind of intro. <laughs> dank! It's dank! Yeah. It's dank! It's dank! It's What's dank! It's heavy! It's dank! <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. 
<laughs> was that a Red and Stimpy reference? Yes, it was. I love that. Yeah. Wow. Logs, logs, big, heavy wood. So anyway, my dank for this week is I discovered an an AMC, an American Movie Classics original series. Oh, it's a series. It's okay. It's a series. It's it's a documentary series created by James Cameron himself. That's awesome. Right. And and James Cameron's been a, a director that I have been like I like I love all his movies. But he seems kind of like one of those guys that like you seem kind of like a dick. No, he said he he throws a lot of shade. Yeah. He's like this is not my movie. Like yeah. But either way, either way he is an like influential the Force That's what uh-huh. he sounds like. He threw shade th- Anyway. Okay, so... Uh, you it's got, okay, you man. No one likes... Him. Whatever, man. Like, he thinks that... I actually have a little bit of a beef with, like, how amazingly successful Avatar was. It's because it's... It's because of China, honestly. That's why I did so well. Yeah. Because it's filmed mean, in China. But people, I like, think they were the so... It's like, well, you know, it's like, you know, the, the, the good... The people are the bad guys. And you gotta be careful about the, the trees. It's like, yeah, okay. The most it was thinly veiled... It was Ferngully. Yeah, and it Pocahontas. Was it was Pocahontas, which is what Ferngully was. Um, Blue corn moon. Yeah. <laughs> I like that song. <laughs> yeah, anyway, enough, enough, enough shade for the shade. Um... Let's bring back the light. Movie sucks. <laughs> Let's bring back my dank here. Yeah. So James Cameron on AMC started his own documentary series called James Cameron's Story of Science Fiction, mm-hmm. which sounds incredibly, I don't know, you pick the word, just like, this is my story of science fiction. Yeah, it's like, and I was is, like, here This is my Bible. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much I was like, this is his version of science fiction. Great. No. What it is, is him literally sitting in like a hangar, which is this where the, he decided to have all his interviews which is still dope yeah. but it's a fucking hanger with it's 80 percent. okay I'm, I'm four episodes in yeah of the first season there's six episodes and they all have a topic so it's, it's on like, demand on xfinity is that how you're watching it if you have amc on comcast and yeah it's on xfinity on demand but okay. uh, amc go on, is their it on web, Netflix? go on their website i, I don't know because I have Xfinity, so I don't need to go on Netflix to find you it. You don't want to know. It's like you could go to AMC.com and watch it. Okay. I'm sure. Okay. Either way, um, it's it's a, a series that is about science fiction overall, mm-hmm. and has segments about each one. So it's is it chronological? Time travel. No, it's not chronological. Okay. It's, it's about subject. Cool. Matter. So monsters, uh, time travel, space. Yeah. I think the first three episodes. Um, not necessarily in that order. But um, I think the first one was um, space, just in general. Mm-hmm. Could be wrong. I think I am wrong. But either way, eighty percent of every episode is Spielberg or Lucas talking with James Cameron cool. over a table about fucking science so fiction movies. Out. They're just nerding the fuck out. As we know, Spielberg Are they interviewing and Lucas, each other or just talking. It's James Cameron interviewing, but it's 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 his show. Yeah, he's not actually interviewing they're yeah. just talking that's awesome about other movies and what influence is it like interviewing and george and steven about their movies or just having them in as like, general it's not about to, yeah. it's not about star wars it's not about uh, close encounters of a third kind or et yeah. it's one mentioned thing, and yeah. when it's brought up those are when they his... have to talk about star wars and oh 100 like... they do yeah they totally talk about it. and when that subject is brought up that's when it's mostly lucas interview yeah right because he's gonna talk i feel about like more. you know one thing about george that I think I feel bad for him sometimes. Is like George is such a fan of the medium of film. Mm-hmm. He's a he's a really brilliant 
just student of film. And I think he wanted to spread his wings beyond what Star Wars, beyond just Star Wars. I think he loves Star Wars and I think he put his heart and soul into it. But like, you know, in 2012, I think he made like that uh, Tuskegee Airmen film. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying he wants to, he likes to do independent films like uh, 1138 and sorry. Paul Jackson. And so all of that is to say, I'm excited to watch this because I would like to hear him just nerd out about, because I feel like people just force him to talk about Star Wars. Yeah. And I'm sure he hasn't had to do it as much recently, but I'm happy for him that he's able to do that. And this kind of brings out the point of, we're not talking about your movie. We're yeah. talking about, so we're talking about monsters. Because he so, seems exhausted when he talks about yeah, Star Wars. Yeah, no. So, like, in, in the monsters episode, they a lot of it was Spielberg and Jurassic Park. Yeah. And how great those monsters were. However, so basically, um, this is really cool from that. They were talking, James Cameron and Spielberg, about James Cameron read barely into the script for Jurassic Park and said, I'm calling Michael Crichton. I'm doing this movie. And he called the studio that signed for it and said, Spielberg already bought it. Wow. And they're talking. This is what yeah, he yeah, said yeah, to Spielberg. Yeah, yeah. He's like, I found out you already bought it. Oh, wow. And I was devastated. But I could never, I, w- I would have done it like Aliens. Because he did Aliens, right? Yeah, Ridley I Scott know. did Alien. Yep. Uh, he did Aliens. I would have done Better. like a dark. Better movie. I would have dark, rated R, yep. gory, you know, scary. He did, he did Terminator. Oh, yeah, I know. Yeah. Terminator, I know that. But he referenced Aliens. Because at that point. Oh, I see. At that point, late 80s, yeah. that, that's his most recent, mm-hmm. right? Terminator T2 came out. Wait a minute. Oh, yeah, yeah, T2 late came 80s. out, uh, I, I think Dress Wars was 93, and T2, I think it was 92, 94, somewhere around then. Mm-hmm. But he still wanted to do Dress Wars. Oh, Park came out in 93? Yeah, that's huh. what makes it. I thought so, it came out like ninety six. Okay. No, it was early nineties. It, it was one of the first to actually use that high quality of special of huh. like computer graphics. Okay. But they they still use puppets because that's what Spielberg knows. Yeah. Which is what most of the dinosaurs yeah. were in, in close shots. So works. anyway, he just said I couldn't have done it any better than what you did because you made it what every kid every, every I would have made it where twelve year olds were telling me I I did I did that wrong. I made that I made that dinosaur wrong yeah. <laughs> because twelve year olds know dinosaurs better than anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that. And, and see, was, was like, yeah, this is what I this is what I grew up wanting to see. Yeah, that I I made something that I wanted to see with a storyline. Uh huh. And and Michael Crichton and and RMP Michael Crichton. I mentioned this in last yeah. last time we recorded yeah. that I've read pretty much every single one of his books. Right. His 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 correlation of real science and then mm-hmm. fiction mm-hmm. is unheard of i mean the the movies he's come out with with sphere and congo and timeline and of course the jurassic series really up until lost world but it's all stemming from michael Mm -hmm. that the fact there had never been dinosaurs on tv before or uh, not on tv but in movies yeah done well done well like Uh, always like fought king realistically here's dinosaurs in our world yeah it's just been like here's a dinosaur yeah you know like caveman yeah you know but amber like crucify or not crucify, and then like once they did it they, they they monetized DNA. it it didn't just be like you know yeah. we made a disney we made a disneyland yeah and and it was totally believable and it was all good guys there was no bad guys in jurassic park there's a lawyer mm-hmm. you know but there's yeah. no bad guys yeah it was fuck we made a mistake yeah. because they're not supposed to be are there here. bad guys in the new jurassic world that you saw oh the- my god yeah 
It, remember I said it's like taken. Yeah, right, right, right. right taken right, right, for dinosaurs. Right, right. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, all bad guys. And the dinosaur, you. and you feel bad. It's like uh, I just hate seeing animals die, and I know these mm-hmm. aren't real, but fuck. Yeah. But anyway, uh, I just love this this series, and the fact that we're talking about Jurassic Park so much about it is I what one huge takeaway, one hot take I had to take mm-hmm. from this that I wanted to share with you and and our with podcast me? listeners is that. I've seen Jurassic Park a shit ton. I yeah. love Jurassic Great Park. Great movie. Right? I've probably, se- I've probably seen it over 30 times in my mm. life. It was one of my first theater movies. And I was a child. Are the and raptors ever done in CGI in that film? Oh, yeah. They CGI. have to be. They yeah. jump on the... 100% they're CGI. Not every time. Not every time. But yeah. just like the T-Rex is 100% CGI, but not every time. Right. It was a perfect combination of both. Right. And actually, they did mention that... Uh, uh, Spielberg wanted when in the kitchen scene. With yeah, the kids. that sounds sick. When they jump on the table. Yes, but before he wanted the the Velociraptors to enter and then stick out their tongue like a snake. But coming back to that twelve year old comment that James Cameron or Spielberg made, I forget, mm-hmm. was that they don't do that. They never did that. They weren't. They were. They were more avian than they mm-hmm. were reptile. Right. Right. So they didn't do that. They were warm blooded. Crazy. More avian. Yeah, they didn't have a tongue that was their antennae right. for their right. body. Right. So we can't do that. So they. So cool. So what they decided to do was stick the nose up right on that window. And yeah. And then blow hot air, ex- exhale on the window mm-hmm. with that noise. Yeah. And that was so much more shocking uh-huh. than a tongue. Yeah. Right. Watching that and then hearing that. Yeah. Sound and yeah. then the, oh my god. My and then it opens the door. Uh, yeah. With its hand. Yeah. Oh, that was so good. So, but one thing that I really took from this show, this show, because it really breaks down movies based on the subject matter they're talking about, whether mm-hmm. it be space, monsters, time travel, whatever. Um, it, whatever movie they're talking about brought something I never saw before yeah. in Jurassic Park, which we we knew that there was all females. That's oh, the storyline, yeah. right? That's how we're controlling the their right, uh, their right, breeding. Right, they right, can't right. breed; they're all females. Right. And and Doctor Malcolm said, "Life." Doctor Who, a- Malcolm. Dr. Ian. Dr. Ian. Oh, yeah. My bad. Yeah. <laughs> Missing all my jokes today. Elvis Aaron Presley. <laughs> um, really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. He's actually Hank, real. Hank Aaron. <laughs> Aaron Lingley. Right up there with them. Indianapolis. Yeah, you can have Indianapolis. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, have, everyone. I'll have an Aaronapolis whenever that comes. Yeah. Um, so what? What I loved was Dr. Ian, uh, Ian Malcolm did say, life finds a way, right? In, his, in his own Jeff Goldblum way. Right. Life uh, finds a way. Yeah, yeah. You know? And it's true. Life found a way in that movie. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't Dr. Ian Malcolm that kind of gave that hint that it doesn't matter if you made all females, they're going to reproduce. They're going right. to make it work. They're going to yeah. find a way. It was, um, God, what was it? I don't want to say Glenn, and I'm totally wrong main character brain fart doesn't matter first name guy with hat guy with hat awesome guy with hat yeah um in jurassic world 3 and came back and never to be seen again you're in jurassic park 3 jurassic park 3 yes my apologies um when he's on the in the helicopter and they're flying into i think it's nublar mm-hmm. when in, in the first one when they're flying in and they hit, hit that rough um turbulence right mm-hmm. when they get into that like the bay Mm-hmm. And he reaches for his seatbelt, and he grabs two female pieces <laughs> and clicks them together. Looks at his chick lady, Laura Dern. Laura Dern, yeah, Star Wars, yeah. And looks at her, 
smirks and ties them together and makes it work. <laughs> that was the tie. Cool. That, that was the fourth. The oh, I love fourth that. Side for it being. And they're going to, the life, the females so cool. are going to make it work. So cool. I did not know that. I've seen I, that movie 30 times. Yeah. And I always thought that was just like a, that's his character kind of moment. Like, yeah. Uh, I'm yeah. just a, the Indiana Jones of this yeah, film yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. thing. Like, whatever. I thought that was. That's brilliant. I, I, I paused it and I was like, oh. Yeah. How did I not catch that? One yeah. of my favorite movies. Yeah. It's like if, if they told me something in Indiana Jones that I didn't know about, mm-hmm. I'd be like, no. So anyway, watch this show, James Cameron's yeah. Story of Science Fiction. It's an anthology. You can pick up any episode you want to. Yeah. It's not in order. Yeah. And, you know, just watch it. it it's, it's really cool to see the most influential people mm-hmm. in all of science fiction that are still mm-hmm. alive mm-hmm. talking about That's science so cool. fiction. So cool. And they're talking about the shit that is in the 1920s and the mm-hmm. 1980s. You know, uh, Ma- Mary Shelley. Mm-hmm. Right? That's her name? Frankenstein? Mary Shelley? Right. Yeah. yeah. The first science fiction book of all time. Yeah. So cool. Yeah, and, seriously. And congrats to you know, yeah. feminism right there. Hell yeah, yeah woman. That, that one of the best movies of all time. Yeah, do they do like do they do like the the Journey to the Moon like that silent film? They oh talk, yeah. yeah, no, they mentioned yeah. that, and that was that was actually uh, the first, French film I think, uh, or is it American? They didn't come out with that because the topic was really the the uh, what they were. I did how think they're I, using more yeah. puppets instead of yeah, like they're actually using. Uh, special effects yeah. if you will instead of just no i am I, I i saw i took a history of film class uh back when i went to university of oregon and uh <clears throat> i remember them i definitely remember them talking about that and still they had no concept of how space worked no like, not at all but they started to use that was the first concept of a space not being so not abnormal like unknown it was that like we qu- need a rocket to go to yeah, space yeah try to quantify so it let's like, put a rocket yeah. to the moon and yeah, all we yeah, know yeah. is the moon because that all is space is to us the yeah. rest is stuff we don't understand yeah so yeah it's it's just it was it's so entertaining and really uh i like want to watch it right now yeah like, i can't wait to watch the next one yeah because awesome. it's an anthology yeah, so yeah, yeah. Like, cool. how many episodes are there are there seasons right or? now it's at episode six it just started wow yeah so cool. it's on amc so it's probably been out about a month and a half Wow, and I and feel like those guys just did it because they wanted to. If James, it James Cameron did it because James Cameron wanted he he that dude comes out with like a movie every decade, and so and so and I, it makes a billion. Oh dollars. no, I know. And I'm, then he builds his submarine fleet and then just yeah. parades around the ocean floor. And, you know, <laughs> That's literally what he does, dude. Like he was fr- he was friends with uh, James Ballard, the guy that discovered the Titanic. That that's why he did the yeah. Titanic. He's like, oh, and so I'm gonna build my own submarines and do it. And it's like. Uh, He's been to the Titanic. Yeah. This guy's a fucking freak. <laughs> rich people are so weird, man. Yeah. And you know, but I'm, I'm glad he's rich and doing this shit. Yeah. You know? Like totally. it, it's benefiting us. Totally. It's not being rich and just drinking like, you know, Johnny Walker blue and whatever the, the champagnes, yeah. the hip hop and the best about. heroin <laughs> and all the, the best heroin. Yeah. The blue stuff that from Arizona, <laughs> that's meth and that's New New Mexico. And you've never seen breaking bad. I didn't finish breaking Bad, and you're totally right. I sucked at all of that. <laughs> Kirby bucket all over. Again. <laughs> yeah. uh, anyway, that's my deck. Watch that show. Dude. I don't even feel like talking about my deck. I saw a man in the wasp. It was pretty good. Uh, and I started <laughs> listening to Thrawn today and, very excited about that. I I do want to try out your across the universe though. Okay, let's try it. So good dank Ian. <laughs> <laughs> good dank that. Thrawn, listen good. Ant Man Wasp, okay. <laughs> yeah, honestly, I just wanted to acknowledge that I had seen it. But the best part about Ant Man and the Wasp was that uh, 
Evangeline Lilly is hot. And actually, Paul <laughs> Paul Rudd is so funny. No, he is really Paul funny. Rudd is hysterical. He's Paul Rudd, but and, Paul Rudd is funny. And uh, Michael Pena. And so he's with, got... With his soft-spoken, like, dry humor. He's so hysterical. Funny. Yeah. And, like, so he's got T.I. and, like, this Russian guy who's... So it's the crew that he got from Ant-Man. Yeah, it's the same crew. And, like, they, like, start a business together. And, uh, and Ant-Man's in house arrest from what he does in Civil War. Mm-hmm. And... The Asian guy from uh, uh, Fresh Off the Boat, which I've never seen, but he's also in The Office a couple episodes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like the FBI agent. He's really funny. Um, it's really, really funny. And But it's the, I think what I liked most about it, it was like a self-contained, fun movie uh, that takes place right before Infinity War. And so, but it's not like just like oh my god everything. Infinity War? Yeah, it takes it takes place before Infinity War, and oh, okay. and the post credit scene ties directly into Infinity War, and so why did it come out after then? Mm-hmm. No idea. Todd, okay, and, but no, but it's kind of interesting because it takes place before, and then uh, and then the the post credit scene it explains why Ant Man's not in Infinity War. Okay. And so he'll definitely be in infinite, uh, the next one, which is coming out next year. And, Google War! Yeah. <laughs> Google War. I like that. Um, so yeah, and then Thrawn, so far, really enjoying it. I will say Mark Thompson, the narrator, he does a lot of these Star Wars books. He's got an, he's an amazing voice actor. He can do, he can do Obi-Wan perfectly. Uh, he can do Thrawn perfectly. I can't, I hate it when he does girl voices. Kind of creeps me out, but, uh, Oh, weird. And then, like, and so, like, just have the, 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 I just feel like, it? like, it's impossible to write Anakin and Padme scenes that don't, that don't make me cringe. They're just, they're, they're, they're dynamic. I just find n- not believable. Mm-hmm. I don't, be- like, I believe in Han and Leia. I yeah. do not believe in Anakin and Padme. And so it's always just kind of like, but, uh, and then when like, he, get over it, guys. and then, but he's like, oh, man, like, and he's reading the voices and it's clearly a guy. And he has a, he has a lot of range. And then, like, he has this one, like, you know, young adult male voice that he uses. And Anakin, and it's, like, supposed to be, like, a generic one. But he uses that one on Anakin. It's kind of annoying. But his Obi-Wan is phenomenal. Uh, His Thrawn is phenomenal. His Vader kind of sounds like a giant frog. But all in all, oh, his, his Palpatine is amazing. And so it's just like listening to a radio opera. It's so good. It's so, it's so fun. So I mean, you got to be a you to really be that annoyed by some. Yeah, of yeah, of course, of course. By, which is, well, which I started. Is the, fair. I I started this whole set and saying how great he is. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. He did Kanan, the character from freaking Rebels, and it was perfect. Uh, and his Obi Wan is. Just, I'm just gonna keep saying his Obi Wan is so good. Uh, yeah. So uh, definitely recommending that for the first 20 minutes I listened to. Um, and yeah, so. Definitely sounds dank. Yeah, yeah, not as dank as your dank, but it is dank. So ATU hashtag. Yeah, let's get, let's get into that. We uh, again, we'll we'll end this this segment of nerddom. Let's just add. Let's just keep this in the nerddom. Okay. Well, we gotta travel to. We do. The Venn diagram that the universe is recreating. Yes. <laughs> Get yourself settled. We are across the universe. 
I initially had brought up a different subject line, subject matter that we should talk about, but I, th I think this fits better. I think this fits better. So we're in the Star Wars universe here. Am I ditching the script here? Are we going off script? I didn't know we had a script. Well, we have a board. Well, my board that I thought I changed was what sport do you think would most correlate to the Star Wars universe? Is that what you want to do? Yeah. Ooh. Or are you thinking about my Major League Baseball one? Yeah. Okay. No, I like the, I like the first one. I, I like this one more because I think it's better yeah. conversation. Yeah. Whereas I feel like we'll get held up on relief pitcher. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like, well, a Jedi would be good at all pitching. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and then the Hulk will be good as a catcher. Yeah. So I was like, ah, okay, we could build an all-star team based yeah, off yeah, of yeah. heroines. Yeah. But I thought it might be better, which, what, what? sport that we like to watch mm -hmm. would translate best to the star wars oh i love universe. that i've been trying to think of a similar one and i i i I'll let you just dived in um, well, so would baseball be good in star wars like we had to pick one because none of these exist right nothing right. that we know and like that we watch well, on espn exists in star wars well other than nascar yeah and like you know chariot racing which is pod racing well it's not on espn you don't know there's espn four well there well there is that yeah, there is chariot racing. I hate horse racing. Yeah, I hate the summer when there's no football or basketball, and you're like, "What is on <laughs> the Kentucky Derby?" Morning. Yeah, That's well, okay. but anyway, anyway, um, but yes, there's like you know, racing. like the National Cornhole Championships, which is a thing. Uh, Why are we not into these sports? I feel like these are things we'd be good at. These are the things like bowl. I watch bowling and be like, "So you're telling me <laughs> that those guys are good at bowling?" Yeah. Why can't I be good at bowling? <laughs> yeah, like, you like have to be kind of fat, short, and bald. You need to yeah. live, you know, in Indiana yeah, and yeah, go yeah. to the bowling yeah. alley yeah. every other day. Yeah, because it's all there is to do. Because you're one theater theater doesn't even have the Star only Wars. other fun thing to do. Yeah, they don't have a game works or sixty five cranes in their fucking city. Yeah. Uh. Anyway. Yeah. So what? What do you think, Ian? So I'll start by saying this: uh, yeah. in episode two, when Anakin and Obi Wan go into a bar. There's sports on television. No shit. What is yeah. it? So, it's never been documented, and it's never been expanded upon in Fucking other media. Racing. So, there's some sort of, like, weird rodent alien racing, so I'm not going to count that, but then there's a, what looks like football, American football, and I'm almost positive that's what it's supposed to be. Episode two? Yeah, episode two. They're in the bar. It's where Anakin, or Obi-Wan says, you don't want to sell me death sticks. I don't want to sell you death sticks. Mm -hmm. And uh, he says, and Obi-Wan says to Anakin, like, oh, go find her. And he's like, where are you going to go? He's like, for a drink. And he goes to the bar. And there's there's sports on the TVs above the bartender. And uh, and like I said, there's the one sport there's something I'm not talking about. There's this other sport. And it's these two teams. And one team is a bunch of droids on, like, Segway wheels. Mm -hmm. But they have, like, arms and, arms and a head on uh, yeah, okay. from the waist up. And the other side is like aliens, some sort of aliens. And they line up and the middle droid gets the ball and like takes like a seven step drop and then gets sacked. And <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's football. So I don't know if that would be my answer, but that's my first disclaimer. That mean, I mean, yeah, that makes the most sense because you've seen it. Yeah. Okay. Well, but that's not as fun. They're still playing within the rules of football. Like I think, like how can you leverage the technology or like the things we know that exist in the Star Wars universe that don't exist? Uh, you know, 
in in our universe and like you know it could be cool to have like you know mma with like force fighters but i'm not i don't want to choose that one i'm just saying like as an example like uh like uh well let's throw racing out of it right yeah no, no racing no racing, anyway, no racing. racing is so mm-hmm. it's the same thing i could imagine no like, matter what you're doing yeah right? i could imagine like a quasi like quidditch slash soccer slash hockey with yeah. jetpacks, but in a 3D course, and so it's instead of it being on a rectangle, it's on a it's in a so it's like it's a in spherical a field. Yeah, and then like there's like asteroids and like floating things uh, that are suspended in midair, and you can like you know you can either do it where like it's in like actual atmosphere where you can control your trajectory, but you know how in space you can't. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you can only go in straight lines. Yeah. So you can either do it like in a dome with trajectory, so you can fly up and down with gravity. And all around, or you could do it like in space, and there's all these different like obstacles in there, and you can jump back and forth without gravity. I can imagine something like that, and it has a ball or something like that. Hmm. Yeah, I feel like it would be something soccer similar. Yeah, uh, and I, and I hear your Quidditch because of well, Quidditch is soccer. Gravity is is very it, it's Star Wars, yeah. right? Like they. They can create yeah, arenas no. and and play in space and do all these things. Yeah, so just, yeah, there's, there's going to be three dimensions. Physics is to... physics is fluffy kittens in Star Wars. <laughs> like, oh, I love yeah. kittens. <laughs> yeah, I feel like one soccer being the world's game, mm-hmm. right? Uh, it's it's a very basic game that can be super basic. played by everybody. I mean, like the the general premise. But in the, goal with inhibit the general inhibitors. premise has been landed upon in completely isolated uh cultures lacrosse is soccer yeah like that basketball freaking, is soccer. basketball is soccer that crazy game that the mayans played is soccer with with human heads yeah, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. i think i think the winning team died yeah no it's the same thing with the uh, lacrosse from what i understand and they oh. played like over the course of like 50 miles <laughs> These aren't sports, yeah, no, man. Just, <laughs> this is not entertainment. Yeah, this is a sacrifice. Yeah. Oh <laughs> uh, God. Um. So obviously there are arena games in Star Wars, a la Episode Two. Um, like I love. You, what other sporting games are in Star Wars? Well, there is there combat. There's combat, you know, like execution t- style sports and whatnot. Hi, Chewie. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, what other sports are there? There's like, you know, it's probably, I mean, in all instances that I can think of, it's usually, it's usually something that's pertinent to the plot is it's, it's brought up. And so it's either like, but in all non-canon too, like, no, I'm trying to think I'm like going through each thing. So like, you know. It's either pertinent to the plot, like it's like a racing thing or a combat thing. So I'm trying to think of things that like I, I I'm trying literally to think about other sports that have actually popped up. It's the episode two thing. There's there's games like Sabak. Um, there's a couple things in like the uh, uh the 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 Star Wars role playing game. Like there's this thing called Hutball. Which is basically like King of the Hill, but it's a it's a battleground. So you're fucking fighting the whole time. Okay. It's just it just happens to have a game aspect to it. So I can't really think. I'm thinking like 
Yeah, like... In Final Fantasy X, there's a there's an underwater game that's basically it's soccer. It's freaking soccer, mm-hmm. but it's really cool because it's like it's like soccer slash rugby, and it's three dimensional. You can swim up and down, left and right, and I think it's got like a little bit of like Quidditchy type stuff to it because I think there's multiple types of balls and you can use the balls as weapons as much as the one ball to use to score. I could imagine something like that because in Episode Three, they're at an opera and. Uh, Palpatine's in like the you know executive suite. He's looking at this opera, and it's uh, in a cathedral or in a in a in a dome or not a dome. What's it called? An amphitheater. Amphitheater. And uh, and this ball of water is suspended in midair, and it's like glistening and moving, and then it's being orbited by all these other balls, and it's just shown for like a couple seconds, and it's just what they're watching. It's supposed to be a ballet, which is kind of like a sport, and these fish creatures, which are the Moncala. Emerald Akbar species are like swimming in the ball. You can see inside because it's water, and they're doing acrobatics. And what's that? What's that called in water? Aerobics, something like that. Yeah, uh, water aerobics. I think is literally what it's called. Well, water aerobics is like isn't that a thing? Isn't that a thing in the Olympics? No, water aerobics. Like no synchronized swimming. Synchronized swimming. Yeah, that's what I meant. So it's basically water like synchronized. Aerobics is what you do it like shag. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> for for elderly. Living. Yeah. No, so what I meant was, so that's a sport, but that I'm, but what's Star Warsy about it is the fact that it's not just a flat pool; it's these like little planets. Essentially, it's probably like you know a hundred meters in diameter, and then several smaller ones. And they would they'd swim inside. You can see them like they're swimming in glass. You can see through, and then they would jump to the other one and like land in and it would splash. And it was really cool. And they go in and out. Yeah. I could imagine like something like that, but like in a soccer context. Or it doesn't have to even be water. It could be, you know, zero gravity. I, I think that's probably what I would choose. Um, but you know, I think there could really be a cool story element to just a sports-based Star Wars movie. But I think it would need to have higher stakes because Star Wars is not this like you know enlightened society. Like, you'd like to think that as we go into higher yeah. technology, we would have less war and less crime. But Star Wars isn't... Star Wars is science fantasy. Star Wars is taking the Wild West, putting it in space, and then yeah. adding knights and yeah. magic. And that's what Star Wars is. Uh, in James Cameron's story of science fiction, they literally say, he and Lucas, that it's a Wild Wild West film. Yeah, that's what Mr. Layton said to me uh, in American Studies. Mm-hmm. And, he, and he didn't even say it to me. He, we were talking about, like, you know archetypical story tropes and we were talking about westerns and the greatest western of all time is the star wars trilogy mm-hmm. and i was like really <laughs> and, and uh and that was really cool so i could imagine i could imagine a, uh, a sports-based story book comic tv show movie but i think it would have to have high stakes like life or death stakes like gladiator is a sporting yeah. So kind of like that. One, idea. one of my favorite movies. Oh, it's my favorite non-Star Wars Lord of the Rings movie. Really, Gladiator. It's my favorite non. Like, though, yeah, like Dark Knight, Lord of the Rings, those types of movies. Mm-hmm. It's my favorite outside of those, like okay. franchises. I, I suppose. I yeah, I love that movie. Mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, Russell Crowe was my. Uh, if Ewan McGregor never existed, 
I would want uh, him to be Obi Wan. He would be a great. He would be a good Obi Wan. Ewan McGregor, I think, is better just yeah. because he was more. Well, I'm just. I've grown up with him. I can't not have him now. Yeah. <laughs> Hello there. Oh, so good. <laughs> yeah. No. No. And Rose Grove, just a badass. But I can imagine like some really cool like football style Star Wars sport where like you're playing each week. Like when you were a kid, you imagine like what it would be like if real bears fought real panthers. Like what if it yeah. was like that? And like each course was specific to each planet and like mm. you're fighting, you know, one week you're fighting. It's like the team, it's like the same rules, but the, the being that is yeah. playing is different and yeah. it's the planets against and Maybe the balls you know? are, you know, maybe there's like special rules with the balls and like maybe you get like, I don't know, like who knows what you could do, but, uh, I could, exp- I could expand on that maybe. But I think I, I think I think it's but I think you have to be able to die. Like you can be killed <laughs> in this makes, game, and that makes sense because that's pretty much prevalent throughout mm-hmm. all of the Star Wars universe. Yeah, it has to be that. Death yeah, happens, mm-hmm. and it's entertaining. Yeah. All right. Well, that was that was that was good conversation. Good one, man. Yeah. I really like that. Okay, go me on Star Wars things and sports. Hey. Well, uh, we're breaching about two hours here. And uh, I think we want to go to bed now. Good long-form conversation. If we want to have a conversation after this, but you can only reach me at Twitter, where do we fight ourselves, Ian? <laughs> you can find us at, 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 Imperial Walker, just kidding, at the Real TVD Pod. Oh, I just got it. Hey, I didn't mean A-T-A-T-A-T. to do that. A-T-A-T-A-T. Yes, okay. uh, you can find us at, using the first half of that essential Imperial Walker. Just the at, the real TBD pod. You can also find us at Hypertext Transfer Protocol colon whack whack, Facebook.com slash the real TBD podcast. Whack whack. And you can also find us on YouTube with our annals of content. Yeah, best to find us through our Twitter on that one. Yeah. <laughs> there's. Nah, there's a lot of stuff on there, man. If you want to know about, like, if Earl Thomas... No, we, we finding to... our YouTube channel is probably oh, best yeah, found no. through yeah, our you don't, Twitter you don't want to do that. Yeah, we don't... We, YouTube, does, YouTube slash Google doesn't think we're important enough to have our own uh, <laughs> I'm paying URL. money every day for it, though. Yeah. And they're right. <laughs> they're... 15, 15 subscribers. <laughs> we're getting there. You get gobbledygook for a URL. Either hoots. Well, good talk, Ian. I am going to go home and take my clothes off and lay on the floor. Huzzah! Because I hate the summer. <laughs> yeah, so I, I fucking hate much. it too, man. It's great. It's, like, I, it's gorgeous out. It's it fucking re- feels like hell. Yeah, it's bullshit. People like, down in California right now are like, it's 69 degrees? Right. What is it? Everywhere it's like 100 degrees right now, actually. Yeah, it's bullshit. Yeah. We, we had a reprieve for like three days last week where it was back in the 60s. I drove my car for 20 minutes and now this is global warming. It's just fucking me over. Speaking of car, what I'm going to drive now is I hate driving with the windows up and AC on. I love fresh air and I always drive with the windows Jesus down. Jesus Christ, even it's 71 rain. degrees right now. But the sun's been down. That's not how it works. No. What was it earlier today? Uh, about 80. I think it peaked at 87. Good God. Yeah, no, it's... At least we are lucky that it does get cooler. The one thing I, I don't know, like what your job is like. Yeah, yeah. But you're 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 on your feet, moving around a lot all day, and like one thing that's good about having here's good and bad thing about having a nine to five job in Seattle. Good during the day, 
like I have full AC. I didn't even know people were, like were messaging me like it's so hot. I'm like I didn't even notice because I got into work mm-hmm. around seven. Yeah, and I was out of three. Uh, but on the flip side, when you go to work and you have a good nine to five, you come in and you leave and you never saw the sun. So there's that too. Literally, oh, I will in get winter. into work. No, well, yeah, I'll see it in the windows, but I won't be no, out in the winter. Correct. You'll never I'm see saying the fl- sun. No, I will. During the I'll, daytime. Yes, right technically. Now? No, sun's I, out till like nine p.m. In the winter. In the winter, no. And I thought that's, that's what I was that was my point. I was saying yeah, yeah, no, okay. like you flip it back and forth. Shit, I'll get to work at seven. You still don't see the sun. That's my point. Like yeah. it's, dude, it doesn't even come up until eight. I don't think. Yeah, no. And like, and then it, it goes out at four, and it's raining. <laughs> see, I don't mind that shit. It doesn't bother me. I don't have seasonal depression. No, like, I, don't I don't need, either. I don't need a sunshine lamp. I if I don't it. have a screen, then I'm depressed. <laughs> That's pretty much it. Oh, yeah. For TVs and movies and fun things. Video games. I've, yeah, man. I've been, I've been, you know, commuting by bike for three years now at this point. I just put on my garbage suit. And I, <laughs> literally, I have this black suit that it just starts, it, when it gets rained on, it's glistening. And it just looks like a garbage bag. So I just, I'm a superhero. I'm garbage bag, man. <laughs> I'm riding around my bicycle. Like, ding, ding. Uh, all right, I'm seriously going to go take my clothes off now. Okay. Goodbye, everybody. <laughs> I was trying to make a Kevin Love joke, and I couldn't think of one. Have you liked what you listened to? I believe I did, Aaron. Would you want to listen to more of it? What? Golly gee, yes, I would. Well, put yourself in my shoes. I want you to listen to it, too. <laughs> so, come follow us at the Real TVD Pod on Twitter. And or look for us at the TBD Podcast on Facebook. If you still do the Facebooks. If you still do that. And then finally, if you like to stare at static pictures while listening to words. They're really nice, and You do a really good job on them. Thank you very much. You can find us at YouTube.com by searching the TBD Podcast. Or you can put directly into your browser www.youtube.com slash channel slash capital U, capital C, lowercase u, lowercase h, capital P, number four, capital O, capital T, capital G, another G, it's also capital, lowercase Q, capital J, lowercase X, lowercase R, lowercase C, five three, capital T, lowercase J, underscore, capital Y, capital W, lowercase Y, Bye-bye. <laughs> T. Hi. <laughs> D- determined. Yeah. <laughs>